shit's fire. Uh, this is a fucking banger. Ladies and gentlemen, cats, snakes, dogs, chicken, elderly people, workers, and twerkers. Damn. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't give a fuck. It's the ruckus. What the fuck you expect? I body slapped my wife, my nigga, man. <laughs> There's the shirt, um, Lou. Let me see this. Hold on. It's, oh, it's my in God. oh, hell no. Ashley hell. Babbitt, American Patriot. I, they were selling that at Walmart? No, at uh, Kmart Sears. <sighs> That's really fucking hard to... That's really and hard to kind of. That sucks, man. Show me the picture, dude. I'm talking. I'm... <laughs> 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 Yo, Alex, is, is that the son? Is that the son that Alex is gonna get rid of? Is that the son he's gonna get rid of? <laughs> Yo, he looks just like him too, bro. Yeah, look at that. Little does he know he's getting traded. You're going to the eighth-rounded team, the AC yeah, team. Yeah, you, you're going to another family. You're going to like a Vietnamese family or something. Like We're getting another one. <laughs> you're going back to the D-League, homie. You're getting, you're getting traded for a, new, for, a, for a fresh pick. Yeah, you send that kid off to China, the Chinese family league. I don't hey, want this kid no more. Hey, once he gets to the, as long as he gets to a pro league, he'll get back to the NBA. All right, <laughs> well played, Levar Ball. Yeah, Alex, the only way Alex's kid is gonna stay in the family—the only way Alex's kid is gonna stay in the family—is if he learns to spell. If his kid learns to spell, he's staying in the family. Oh yeah, he won in the national spelling bee. Bro. Watch. How do you spell family? F A M. Oh, you fucked Dad. up already. You fucked up. You fucked up. <laughs> you fucked up. Go Where look at his me? little son, like. But no, no man, listen. He got, he got, he got, got light eye privilege. He got light eye privilege. So you <laughs> keeping him in a family just because of that? <laughs> you make, nah, make it to your 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 academy soon. <laughs> yeah. So that I've been I've been thinking a lot. You know, you sent that article about like what Trump's bullshit, and it's really scary because he comes back in twenty twenty four. Coming back with a vengeance, like he's not coming. He, he's not fucking around. And you know his his supporters, they they seem to just be getting crazier by the minute. Yo, is QAnon around? Like, is that still a thing? They've been, they been still- quiet. They've been quiet. I saw you guys saw the picture I sent when I when I, did, I think it was like two week a week ago or two weeks ago, like a, a petty van. With the Q and the Trump train, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like it was definitely on, oh. some, on some weird vibes, like one of those, like you know, um, the the work vans and shit. Yeah, yeah. it has no windows on it. They, yeah. they, but they got they got a little <laughs> quiet after. They, they got a little quiet after the Matt Gates scandal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what's going on with that? It, what, what's like, going on with that? Is he working like in is the that, background, man? Working, working in the background because they got a, they got more than enough evidence to like really bring him down. But he's a sitting U.S. congressman, so it, so it's it's a different process. Mm-hmm. So you can't you can't play the game the same way with somebody like him. 
And he's got a very powerful and well-connected father who's yeah. really just a pain. Bro, he is... His father is the one that's responsible for this shit. Anytime that this guy fucks up and does something, you know who, you know what he's getting? He's getting that phone call from. Is that like, like, son, you better show up at the house at such and such time and, you know, get scolded by his dad, a 39-year-old grown-ass man who was obviously not, not as grown-ass as we think because this motherfucker's still following his dad and doing all that shit. But do you think, do you think right? that, that... Yep. Yeah, yeah, but do you think that they would take down a guy like him. He, he seems like a fragile congressman. He doesn't seem like he has a lot of pull within Congress. He has pull in his district and that's all that matters. Yeah. He get elected. Yeah. But the fact, but he doesn't need to have like congressional support. Like, have, like th that doesn't matter in terms of like bringing him down. I don't mean in terms of his district, but I mean like, because there's a public repercussion to bringing down a sitting congressman, right? If if I'm supposing and you guys will correct me, if he has like a lot of contacts and, and you know donors and, and, and powerful people within Congress to support him, they'd be less likely. But if he were weak, like a sitting duck type of congressman, they'd be more apt. Is like is that correct or does that none of that shit matter? I the thing is, in the end, money matters. The motherfucker got money. His family got money. They're, they're like, um, I think it's from like, um, what's that shit called? The, the, the food that you, that you reheat in the, in the, in the microwave. Like he, no, but that's TV dinners. TV, TV dinners. Yeah. He, he comes from that type of money. And yeah, that shit was big in the nineties. That shit was huge in the nineties. I remember eating that shit as a kid, man. I used to love going to the supermarket oh, getting me some. Oh, man. Imagine, imagine yeah. growing up eating that. So that motherfucker <laughs> got money. What a privilege! And you didn't. You didn't. You ate that stuff. Stop. Yo, this Why didn't you eat that stuff? Not until I was. Not until I got out of my house. My parents' house. Why? Your, your parents didn't buy you. Hell no. You never had a hot pocket. Nope, bro. I got I ate one TV dinner a year, and that's because I begged my mother. And I'm like, "What the fuck is a big deal with this?" Like every time it was different. I'm like, "This is not working." <laughs> this shit is Wait, nasty. but why did yeah, your did your parents not have the money to buy this stuff, or did they not want you to eat this stuff? Nah, man, they had money for you know. I probably should like bandera dominicana. That's it. No McDonald's money. No McDonald's. We passed by McDonald's. I get hit before we got. Yo, you remember? I never told you when you said you weren't hungry, and then she would say. Si te compro un McDonald's, te lo come, ¿verdad que sí? And then you're like there eating that arroz con carne. Yo. Yo. No, no, that yeah. shit is true. Like, you're right. If you give me a burger right now, nigga, I rock that shit. But you got to eat the, this Carnegie okay, style with, with, with sauteed peppers and onions at seven years old, nigga, eating like a grown yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Gourmet food, gourmet food, but we were that's bro, that's bro, that's grown people food. Now we were demanding gourmet food, but we will get a fucking dollar a gourmet food compared to a dollar burger. We would choose a dollar burger. My kids do that shit all the time. I'm like, yo, nah, nigga. And now, yeah, but it's but it's that it's, it's that idea that the grass is always green on the other side. Oh, like, no, no, of course, of course, yeah. Well, then I tried the other side. I'm like, nah, bro, fuck this. I try well, to go I back. Mean, I mean, they're, they're putting 
they're putting millions of dollars into a burger so you can go back and eat it. You know, like if your mom had millions of dollars yeah. to get that kanegisa on point, nigga, you eat the kanegisa or or mm -hmm. the chemicals and shit like that. Uh, she I don't make. Yeah. don't. She don't. She don't make the yeah, kanegisa yeah, yeah, look yeah. as good as it's it does on those commercials on TV. Local. <laughs> I found out before my son was born. There's actual food scientists. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they're yeah, actually chemists. Yeah. Yeah. Food scientists. There's a there was a dude on Joe Rogan. Uh, he, he's been he, he was on a little tour because his book came out. Um, I think his name is Michael Moss or M Michael Moses. Or I think Moss. But uh, he wrote a book on Moses, 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 Moses. He wrote a book on the food industry and and all the all the money, all the techniques that they put into getting you to go for another bite, right? That's like the whole thing. The whole thing is how do I get you to go to the next yep. bite and the next bite? Yep. And it's just a bunch of oils yep. and chemicals to get you to keep reaching for the potato chips, yep. keep reaching for the burger, keep reaching for... You know they have chemicals and, everything. and frozen but you know and frozen burgers. They put chemicals that makes it taste as if it came off the grill. Like that charcoal. Like it's not that charcoal yep. taste yeah. is not like because yep. it came with the burger. That's chemically enhanced. It's crazy. Yep. You know yep. what they do here? And you know, I live I live next to a bakery. Like it's it's the next block up. They took they they have like the, the oven. They take the, the chimney. And they have like an extension to it, and they put the chimney to the street. And yeah. so, like Sunday, eight o'clock in the morning, you walking past that bakery, and it smells like just homegrown. And you go in, and you you want to buy one bread, and you'll come out with like a bag of ten ten bread. Oh, Easy, it's bro. true. It's like it's yeah, like remember, in, 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 when you go to DR, right? Go go go. When you when you go to DR, and it's like you in the morning and in the afternoon, like really early evening. When the sun's about to set, you see, you you could see the the guy going around in, the, in his motorcycle with a with a fucking um, a burlap sack full of freshly baked bread, and it smells up in the whole neighborhood. So yeah, so you get you get that shit all the time. So I, I yeah. kind of get what they're doing, and you know what I'm saying like I can't live it's near a bakery, bro. Like yo, the, for real, my weakness is that I got a sweet tooth. I love bacon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, chocolate chip cookies all day, nigga. Hell yeah, let them know, baby. Chocolate chip cookies. The magic of oatmeal raisin. Ooh, oatmeal raisins and shit. That shit oatmeal is nasty, raisin. nigga. Yeah, no, my wife likes that shit. My wife likes that shit. I like that shit. I'm a big dummy. Just give me the oatmeal. Just give me the oatmeal. You I'll, like fuck, I'll fuck with you, Alex. I'll fuck with you. Yeah, that, that, I don't like the oatmeal. Oh, the chocolate chip cookies? Oatmeal raisin chip cookies. I can't do the oatmeal. I can't do the oatmeal. Oatmeal raisin chip cookies. I just, chocolate when I was a kid, I used to eat them. Oh, you see them? I don't know if it's number one. Peanut butter cookies. Peanut butter cookies. It's tough. Listen, listen, you got sugar cookies. You got sugar cookies. You got snickerdoodle. Snickerdoodle is a cookie. Snickerdoodle, Snicker. Shut up! Come on, Alex. Really? Wow. The first cookie that was ever made was a chocolate chip cookie. How you know that? I'm a researcher. I'm a researcher. 
<laughs> I'm a doctor, nigga. What do you mean? Yo, this, this video. This what video. What you mean? What you questioning him for? <laughs> it's wild, it's right? Wild. It's wild, dude. It's wild, dude. Y'all have to real quick. You see this? I've seen videos before, right? Like yeah. the ones with the where they do the burger. Like the burgers. Yeah. Like, they use this one because, you know, they, they eat it like brown and then, you know, they got the grill marks and. They add like the the thing the steam to make it look like it just came off the grill, yeah. so that that way it holds a shape. But you're like, yo, what the fuck are these people? Do? I'm looking at this. I'm really bro, amazed because I've I've never seen that many foods being. Oh yeah, yo, you want if you want if you want to think about it like this, like I'm I, I work a lot with designs and colors, and I've been mm-hmm. reading about um about like physics, right? About the way that people see color different and how you know. A lot of wavelengths and all these different things, but if you notice, mm-hmm. food courts um, and even logos, depending on what the brand is, yeah, they they go to a specific color palette also because yeah. they t- colors tend to generate feelings of hunger. So you you see a lot of like food restaurants, they're right. gonna do yellows and browns and reds and oranges. So you have like Popeyes, Wendy's, McDonald's. They're you know they're all with that in that color scheme. And if you go into a food court or into a restaurant. You'll notice a lot of them have like orange lights this, specifically yep. to get you this one uh, here. hungry. This one here gets me every single like, time. Yeah, the, is, the, the, uh, is a cut with the glue that gets you open. Yeah, so they do, the, they do the cheese pull. Look at this. The cheese pull. How you have a pizza, nigga? I'm trying not to eat. <laughs> nah, this is how like they do those food commercials. Is this like you know, like when they when they take the pictures for you know commercials or for when you look at the food packaging? Yeah, in the frozen section, that's what you see. Bro, yeah. they, they, these people should be sued for like false advertisement. <laughs> I'm tired of seeing like these wonderful commercials, and then you go to Burger King, and that shit's like watered down flat. with two pieces. With a piece yeah. of lettuce falling out, like no, the lettuce is real the best one the, is the burger, the burger the was really hot. No, yo, mute this. Yeah. Uh, Wendy's, yo, Alex, Alex has the worst hot take. Wendy's is the best. Wendy's is the best one out of all the fast food restaurants. No, it's not. Yeah. Chill. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm gonna go with that. Who are you putting like, above? Who are you putting like, above? Here's my thing. I think they make they make it fresh. Like they when you order is when they make it. So so I'll give them that. But Wendy's, I think, is like who, who you put on about Wendy's. Like when you want something that's a little more quality, you go to Wendy's. But like, I to be honest, the the one where you're drunk or high or whatever is Burger King. Like you go let them know Bigelonis in the morning. Bigelonis, let them know Bigelonis. Let them know Bigelonis. Yo, the chicken sandwich is not even like my favorite though. I don't really fuck with it. It started with McDonald's. It's gonna end with McDonald's. Everything else is They do have the best fries. fries. Okay. McDonald's got good fries. I'll give them the fries. fries. I will give them the fries. I will. Okay, chill. No, 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 wait. Burger King's Burger King. No, chill. Oh, no. I'll give you the nuggets. 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 They call it spicy Wendy's nuggets. Yeah, but Kevin's right. Kevin's right. Spicy nuggets from Wendy's, bro? Who has, wait, who has better nuggets than McDonald's? Great. Who has better nuggets? Wendy's. Who has better, Wendy's uh, spicy nuggets. They, they season it, oh, though. That's, that's, a, that's a cheat code, nigga. Nah. Yeah, but that, but it's they, I can hate cheat codes. Innovation. 
Not a Kiko innovation. Yo, there's not one. Listen, McDonald's ain't doing you, it. You know, yeah, you my, know my problem that, with Wendy's is that they're in. a shitty franchise. Like every Wendy that I've been to is like mismanaged and shit. It's like Popeyes, nigga. Every Popeye is a fucking headache, nigga. Every Popeye is a headache. Thank you. Popeyes. Have, wait, have you ever been to Popeyes in the South, my man? It is a fucking adventure. Why would you go to Popeyes in the South? You go to in the South. You go to Bojangles. You go to Bojangles. Those are Bojangles and a Popeyes five minutes from each other where I used to work. And and I. Wait, what's Bojangles? I never. I don't know Bojangles. You don't know what Bojangles is, bro. Come on. So they their spice is just right, but they over like you know when something's been soaked like soaking in the in the grease. I'm not a big fan of Bojangles, but I do prefer Zaxby's when I go down. No, like every time I go, is dope. I never been, I never eaten churches. The thing is, like a lot of these restaurants, you gotta know about them. So, like when you, like every time I go to Florida, you got more Popeyes than any of these other franchises. So it's, it's nah. I don't know, bro. There's KFC everywhere in Florida. Every I hate way. KFC. I yeah. bro, there's KFC here, KFC and KFC's foul, like man. it's oil and grease. Here's the other thing, yeah, though. You can't, you can't say the South. Like you, can't, you can't say the South and then say Florida, though. Like it's weird. Florida's like its own thing. It is. It is. This is true. South, I'll give you that. Like in Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina. You're right. You're right. That's me. So, that's me. So that's me. You're right. If I'm in the South. I'm going to a regular spot to get a fried chicken. Spot. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, like if you're in New York, you go to you go to Crown Fried or Kennedy Fried, like in the South, you right. find your local chicken spot. That's what you right. do. No, I, yeah, ask, but those ask Kiamo that he he'll tell you about that deep South. You know them spots. No, but those are the type of spots that you you kind of like gotta live there to really know the best. Like if you in Lawrence and you want some mangu, you you know the spot to go. But if you just you like just in my ask case, somebody, bro. No, I know, but Especially you know, down south, like you know, they'll answer. They'll let you know. No, you, I, I'll give you, I'll give you this. It, it's crazy because a lot of southern food, and obviously, there's, we all understand why. But a lot of southern food is is a lot better than like northern food, right? In in Brazil, it's kind of the same. Like in the north, their food is like a million times better. So it's like more spices. It's more diverse. There's a lot more veggies. It's a lot more colored. Oh, we're we're more we're black exactly. people. You're more black segment? people. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought we we're in our normal segment of Lou just shitting on Brazil for ten minutes. <laughs> nah, man. Listen, I, I, I'm a, I'm gonna be honest, man. I a lot of times when I shit on Brazil, I'm actually shitting on the city of Rio. But once you leave the city of Rio and you go to like the different regions, it's a it's a spectacular country. Like I just I just haven't had the, the uh, opportunity to see it a lot of it. But like if you go to the north. You ain't gonna find it's it's kind of like that southern hospitality that you get in this. What the, what is that? Oh my God, Kevin! Don't embarrass yourself. <laughs> this motherfucker has Crocs, ladies and gentlemen. If you are listening to us, K Rod has fucking Crocs. Yo, let me tell you, Crocs Listen. have been have been on a roll the past year because of the pandemic. They they kill it. They're killing everything. They, you can't buy Crocs anywhere because it's sold out. Listen, I hate the way they look. But these fucking things are comfortable as hell. Yo, my my cousin is a sneakerhead, and he got all the like all the hottest shit. And this motherfucker has like several pairs of Crocs that he will wear in public just because it's so comfortable. Yo, I I, I used to wear Crocs Crocs before they were popular, and I don't wear them now because I'm like, oh, you motherfuckers wanted to fucking talk shit about them because they were comfortable, and. I'm good now. I don't want need to wear my kids have them though. 
And the fucking, they, the they went from five bucks to $25 for fucking a kid. I, I used to wear Crocs. It was the only shoe I could wear when I was having my foot problems. So it's like I spent a year and a half only wearing Crocs. And I ended up putting right? a pair. No, no, I, I just I couldn't wear I couldn't wear closed shoes because I had my my Achilles heel like you know oh, the back of my foot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Crocs were perfect for me, but you know I spent a year and a half. So like, you telling me they weren't comfortable? No, I'm saying that they were comfortable. Oh. I'm just saying I don't wear them because I spent a year and a half wearing them because of my foot problems. So anytime I I, I look at a pair of Crocs, it brings me back to that. No, I, I would, you know, if it weren't for that, I'd rock a pair of Crocs, you know. Listen. But listen, oh, what's up? It's really hard for but me they to get take sweaty. They get sweaty. Yeah, they get sweaty. Hot. Yeah, they do get That's sweaty. That's why I stopped wearing them. I like uh, the slides. Slides are better. I feel like you need to have socks on. Yes, yeah. I agree with that. That's the Dominican my thing son, to do. My son loves it with socks. I'm like, dude, why are you wearing socks with your Crocs? He's like, my you youngest, have, he goes, sweaty, bro. He goes, yeah, but that's okay. It feels better. <laughs> Well, remember back in like the early 2000s, people used to wear Adidas sandals with socks? Like that was a thing. Now it's Crocs Nigga, with socks. I've never, been, I've never been a fan of the slides with, with the socks on. Nah. Yeah, no, that's, that was a that thing shit. back in the 90s. I do no, that. That's I, a Dominican thing though too though, right? Like If you, you, hang, if you hang out if you hang out with basketball players too, I mean, it's just part oh, of yeah. that culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah that's I mean, just, you're you just playing ball, and you're and playing ball, so you, you take off your sneakers, yeah. you don't take off your saw, you put it on the the slide. It's, so it's it's a basketball thing. Yeah, but it's also yeah. a Dominican thing, right? You wear you wear socks with with chancletas, but you don't wear socks when you're wearing shoes. Right, right. It's like it's like the Dominicans that go into the into the ocean to the water with their shirt on. <laughs> Yo, what? Yeah, Yo, what's yeah, up with what's up with no, Dominicans? No, 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 I mean, cracking. My bad. Yo, you got to stop snitching on us, Alex. That's it. I don't got no alias, nigga. You crack about to get a phone call from his job tomorrow. Give the last name, give the social, like give, his right. give the GPS directions. When was the last it's time you took a shit, Alex? Haven't you noticed I've been trying to write in the in the chat? I'm like, yo, I'm trying to do crack. No, I get it. I get it. It's fucking with you. Nah, um, nah, nah. You, Alex about to get punched the next time we see you. <laughs> What's my name, fool? What's my name, motherfucker? Reunion, just an uppercut. That's the thing, too, man. It has to be an uppercut, too, because Punch up his shit. Just punch up. Just punch up. It's supposed no, to be you, a jab, but it just don't look that way. Why are you, why you hitting the air? Why are you punching yourself? Literally, what we're trying to do, we punch up with this podcast, talking shit about Joe uh, Budin. Joe Budin. <laughs> <laughs> talking shit about Joe. Oh, so right. now we're going to listen no, this is, yeah, exactly. To our one listener who probably ain't even listening anymore. Listen, let's let's get it rolling because we got a uh, we got a few things to talk about. Let's go, uh, let's go. 
So first of all, that's we we're gonna say the the most heaviest of the topics for for last. But uh, let's do some quick some some hot takes. Uh, Shikari Richardson, I think we might have talked about it last week uh, during the Olympics. Uh, we talked about last week about her suspension or you know that that one month suspension. You know she wasn't gonna be able to do the one hundred, and then now we found out this week that she's been left off the four by one hundred team. Um, even though she could technically run yeah, her, in those meets. Yes, her 30 days her 30 days of suspension ends before the uh, 4 by one The relay, yeah. 4 by 100 yeah, right? Uh, yeah. But they so, didn't knock her out. But they kept, but they kicked her off the team, or they didn't add her to the team. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, to the yeah. roster. That, that, to me, that to me, bro, like, I just, it didn't make, I mean, it made sense. I don't want to. Mm, did it? It didn't. It didn't. Did it make sense? I mean, you, you serve your suspension, right? The suspension's 30 days, you yeah. serve it, and then you should be allowed exactly. to participate. That, that's, right. how you, that's, how, that's how you know it's not about the weed, right? Exactly. It's, like the, whole, mm-hmm. it's the whole package deal. And it's yeah, like, that's yeah, what makes you, it... You're not going to come in here with all that glitter, all that shit, all that loudness, and, and, and win high. <laughs> Nigga, this is not gonna it's not gonna happen. <laughs> right. And it's always it's the same it's the same thing when they hit up uh when they shit on Dominicans for being loud in baseball and you yeah. clap and you hit it out and it was like, No, yeah. you gotta play like like America's pastime and shit. It's the same well, CC, CC, race. CC, CC Sabathia said the same thing. It's like, yo, baseball's boring already. Right. So why don't you let he, because he said that back in the day. In fact, I'm gonna let I'm gonna, I'm gonna let uh, Brutus do this. Go. Nah, go ahead, Alex. You, you on it? You, you on it? You, you on you it? More, all right. You on you it? Go ahead. You you back me up. I'll so, back you up. <clears throat> he was saying that the article I sent it was saying that um, CC Sabathia from the undefeated uh, on the undefeated. He he had an article saying that. He wrote, he said back in the day, like, yo, he and he got he caught flack for it. Like, yo, you have to let black players feel like they're needed in baseball because they need to celebrate, they need to do their thing. Baseball's boring. So when they the backflip, you you get you get offended by a backflip, but yet a pitcher can can uh, say can, a pitcher can strike out a dude when the when the bases are fully loaded or grand slam and it's tied. He could either get a grand, a grand slam and it's tied, and then he strikes him out, and he he gets to celebrate, but a batter can't. Like that shit is needed, and I and I I totally agree with him. Like yo, everything he said in the article, that's why I sent it. But you go you go, bro. <laughs> Backflips are a little weird, though, right? You saw how I saw that? You saw, you saw how I did that? I didn't say, I didn't say, I didn't say your name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> any sports is weird. Unless it's like gymnastics where you have to do a backflip, right? It's weird because it's just always the risk of injury. I'm, no, I'm, not a, I'm not against any other type of celebration. It's just backflips and front flips are always like... Somebody oh. did a flip? I guess. No, no, oh, the back flips. Oh, the okay. back flips. The back flips. Oh, 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 he said ba- oh, back, back flips. flips. Oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. But that's the thing. Like, uh, uh, 
backflips. The, there is a way, and I, you know, it's really weird to, I mean, people who watch baseball or, or watch sports a lot, they're going to understand what I'm saying is that black players, they do play the game differently. And we see this specifically like in basketball and like anybody who knew, uh, who was a, a basketball fan in the 2000s, you know, and one Rucker Park, street ball, you know, skip to my Lou, half man, half amazing. All of these yeah. guys, you know, hot sauce. They just played the game different, right? Um, unfortunately, that game doesn't translate well to the NBA because of structure and all these different things. But you, you exactly. it's just, yeah, like all these different things. So there, there is something to be said about like black players or, or, or black athletes, you know, doing it differently. Um, but yeah, man, to crack this point, man, I really do feel like they're punishing her. And it might just be to send a message like you're not going to do this. She might have been like the scapegoat for like a, a larger message. Like you can't do this. We're not going to allow this to happen. You need to keep this in check. And it's unfortunate, man, because it it's not like you want them to bend the rules, but like some rules just don't need to be enforced. And this seems mm -hmm. like one of them. Like it's weed. I, I've never heard anybody play better oh, because I they smoke weed. Well, I mean, just don't have the rule. I mean, so what's happening now, and it's 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 the UFC, boxing commissions, the NBA, the, country, um, the NBA, the NFL, uh, the NFL, NFL as well, right? So they're all yeah. getting a lot more lenient with the weed stuff. I mean, UFC and them, the fighting ones, I mean, they're completely eliminated. Like, this not mm -hmm. it's not even a problem. Yep. Uh, they said they're going to collect samples to study the thing over time, which is also a problem. Right, this idea of policing what you put in your body like that, especially when something is not uh, performance enhancing. Like we know, we know that we know that that's not say, why people like, are taking it. Right, it's not steroids. It's not. And then, but but marijuana can actually be become be detrimental to you, especially like depending on the quality of weed. If it's not good quality weed, you'll smoke it, and then right. the next day you might feel a little but, bit sluggish. Okay, even even if it helps you, even if it helps you, uh, I make this a, a quick point. Uh, caffeine, right? Caffeine is one of the 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 most used drugs out there, man. Yep, yep, um, yep. We, it, 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 it's a performance enhancing. Like Trans for some people, if you take too much, it's not. It's the same thing with weed. For some people, it works. For some people, it, it doesn't work. Yeah, um, runners and right. triathlon athletes use caffeine a lot. They, yeah. Are they allowed to? Yeah. They're, they're allowed to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can use really? Caffeine. Yeah. By the way, oh, I'm my. gonna get some mud water. If anybody wants to get some, what's, what's mud, mud water? water? It's is a mushroom. A it's a mushroom. Oh, go, 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 cracking. <laughs> I just want to make sure that what you're about to say can be used against you in the court of law. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, you're getting mud water. Got it. Yeah. Wait. Yes, so what's yes. what's mud water? So no, what, what is it? What is it? It's um, they it's a a mushroom type uh alternative for coffee. That actually gives you more. It gives you the same type of caffeine. What they say, and right. we've tried it, and it's it's good. And it, like, it, it, it's a different my, stimulant. Yes. Wait, and do you like, guys? I, uh, oh, like you? I know that you're big into that. Have you seen in the local markets there uh, the the mate? Um, yeah. Uh, did you, do mate. they sell that? Oh yeah, yeah do mate, they sell? Yeah, we see mate. They they sell yeah. mate. And I actually get, um, I, I take uh, lion's mane and I take uh, chaga mushrooms, pills, like to help me with, uh, with the, my energy. But with, and that's why it's in the mud water. The mud water is fucking, 
dude, it's amazing. Right. Like if they get, if I can get, if that's what I'm saying it now, so they can sponsor us and we get fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mushrooms. Yeah, mushrooms are crazy, man. Mushrooms are. They can do everything, right? They can kill you. They can heal you. They can <laughs> put you in the fucking. They can feed you. It's a top two player. They got all the skills. Yeah, man. They got mad skills, man. I love me some mushrooms, man. I remember the first time I tripped, man. I, I was with a with a friend of mine in college. He was like, "Yo, let's do these shrooms," and he's like, and I was like, "Where'd you get them?" I was all like, "He's like, I got them from this guy," and he, I was like, "What's the guy?" He's like, "You don't know the guy." I'm like, "But." He's like, oh, I just know him from somewhere. Like, he was all shady with it. And I was all scared. Like, so he gave me this eighth. And then I ate the whole eighth. Dang. And then he was like, and then he was like, bro, you shouldn't have eaten the whole thing. You I was like, yo, man. Yeah, bro. I was an idiot, bro. I was. I, I mean, was an I idiot. took an eighth my first time, too. But yeah, I was an idiot. It was half I'm and half. Good. No, I took the whole thing, bro. I took the whole thing. And then, you know, he was like, yo, why'd you, why'd you eat the whole thing? I was like, I wasn't supposed to, bro. I had the craziest trip. I thought I was a, a character in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That shit was crazy, bro. Right. So the that will give you, uh, mushrooms will give you that. And mushrooms also will, if eaten by an ant, there's certain mushrooms that when, when it's eaten by an ant, it makes the ant like think that it has to go and leave the colony and go somewhere else in the jungle and then when it dies that mushroom grows there so it's the oh, way wow. nigga it's a way to spread and survive yeah man and it attracts the ant and it fucking controls the the mind of the ant to leave the colony my nigga like oh, man that's wild you know what's crazy about that fucking um in my backyard some fucking they put um like a, a a natural mulch, so it was like fruit and all this bullshit, uh, and yeah. and like mushrooms started growing, and yeah. I was take I took my dog out and the motherfucker <laughs> smelling that shit. He's mad shook. He was like, like smelling that shit, and then I go, I I just went, whoo, that nigga that nigga jump. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you? Why are you emotionally terrorizing your dog, bro? Yeah, like, <laughs> no, because he was acting scary. So I was like, "Yo, let me see if you're really scared." And yo, he went to the next one, and I stay quiet, and he jumped by himself because he doesn't understand what it is. Just uh, like cats with uh, cucumbers. Cats, uh, cats they, they look at cucumbers. They don't understand what? it. <laughs> This is ridiculous. Like, Yo, next topic. Next you, topic. You gave your dog PTSD. <laughs> Yo, for real. His dog is like scared and shit. You nah, literally gave him PTSD. Right He's right here chilling. Look at him. Yeah, that He's dog is a thinking terror it's a, dream right now. Yeah, he's like, dream. "Yo, this bearded man fucking scares me." <laughs> next topic. Uh, so this week we talked about it a little bit earlier, but this week, uh, you know, with the start of the NBA Finals, Rachel Nichols, which she's a veteran at ESPN, was told that she wasn't going to be the sideline reporter uh, for the NBA Finals. Uh, she's been at the, she's been at ESPN for a while, so she, you could consider her veteran. But it comes on the heels of an audio that was released where she was kind of complaining about, quote-unquote, you know, ESPN's shitty track record on diversity, and then she's the one that's kind of like, you know, paying the bill for it because that was supposed to be her assignment. Now, um, different people throughout the sports and entertainment industry have voiced different opinions. Um, some have supported Rachel Nichols. Others have, you know, kind of shitted on her. What do you, what's your guys' take on 
on the situation. Like, is Rachel Nichols? Look at Kelvin. Kelvin is like, ah. I didn't even pay attention to this uh, whole thing going on. Why not? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Kraken's playing the flute. That's how uninterested yeah, he is man. in the topic. No, harmonica, harmonica. Oh, harmonica, my fault. I said the flute. My fault. I was thinking of Kiyamo because Kiyamo's. I'm all fucked up. Wait, so Kevin, you didn't, you didn't even pay attention to the whole thing? Nah, you know, he's he's listening. He's listening. Uh, I ain't from zero, I ain't from zero to ten, how much do you care? Zero. <laughs> Why is it so interesting to you? Why is it so he's interesting? Such a, he's such a gamer, yo. He hates sports <laughs> and loves video. I don't games. hate sports, yo. I, I literally. I did you ever play sports? Did you ever play sports? I did, yeah. literally did nothing but play basketball my entire high school. No, <laughs> like, the only school. into video games. I came I, into the car early, right? <laughs> so I, I started yeah, showing yeah. him a software I've been working on with three full stack engineers for three years. And he's like, <laughs> oh, cool. Tell me more about that game. I was like, listen, listen, listen. I used to cut class to go play basketball. Like we we literally oh, leave, okay. we literally leave oh, school okay. at nine in the morning and wouldn't get home till like nine, like 12 p.m. Okay, Kobe Rodriguez. So how would I you would, feel? I would beat your ass Yo. in basketball. How would oh, you feel? No, I was never good. I was never good. I was never good. I would never say I was good. I just love playing the game. It's a, I, it is a fun game. It is a great I'm, game. It here's is. the thing: I'd rather play sports than watch them. I, I agree I, with you on I, that. I've, I've got, I've gotten into, I've I like, I just started probably like 2012, 2013, getting into like watching football, and I can't watch baseball no matter how much I try. But not even uh, at the park. Not even oh, at, no, the park. at the park. I, I love, I love going to the park. Turn around and take down that fly behind you. I love it. Take it down. You either watch. I agree. I agree. Or you take that flag down. Take right that flag down, down bro. Hold on. I love your privilege. I love going. He's like, hold on, guys. I had two Zoom calls. Yeah. I love going out to watch the games. I love going out to watch baseball. Yeah, no matter baseball if, it's, if it's little league, or yeah, league, yeah, yeah. When you go, watching it in person is great. Have you seen watching baseball in Mexico? No, I've not seen a baseball game no. in Mexico. No, it's, actually, no. it's, it's good. Like everybody's like, it's good. It's really. It's but I know they have a good professional league for sure. They do. I've yeah. seen baseball in the Dominican Republic. That's an experience. No, they do. They so, do. Really, the only sports I follow on TV is just combat sports. So the thing is, baseball. Like baseball is sports. Ba- combat no, sports. No, but baseball is like, like sports video games. You want to nope. kill? Ooh, Ooh, that's a twist. Wow. I, hate, I hate sports video games. That's a twist. Oh, no, no, no. I'd rather, wow. rather play you like, like FPS. Yeah. That's his favorite. Not gonna do. Oh, look Ooh. at that. Oh, look at that. There you go. <laughs> oh, my Ooh, God. To our viewers, to our listeners, okay, we'll no. be viewers in a few in a few weeks. <laughs> to our listeners, one of our one of our, our no. pod members is holding up a piece of twenty four karat gold. We don't know where he got that gold <laughs> from. That's Colorado, maybe. That look at oh my god, that that's that probably more than to look right? at that. Look at that shit. Look at that shit. Beautiful. Is that um? Look at Alex snitching again. No, Look at Alex snitching. snitching Alex, Alex. Wow. Why are you snitching? No, I'm not. Oh, I don't know because the thing is, I'm not a TV guy at night. Yeah, Alex is the worst. Alex is the worst. Y'all might have to sidebar this. 
We have some oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, yo, Kraken. Nah. Kraken, can you sing us a song? Can Kraken, you sing us up the no, blues? I, no, no, I can't do that, man. He, he, he's been listening to a lot of um Bob uh, Dylan. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Yeah. Bob Dylan. Going back, yeah. going back to the question. No, no, I don't like. I don't. Calvin, like Calvin, I don't like nigga, the, the original question, nigga. We're done with you, nigga. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I want to be specific. All right. I, I want to be specific. Like, we're still talking about him, man. <laughs> <laughs> You I, will not, I, mean, I will not tolerate I will not tolerate this smearing of my persona on this podcast. Yo, oh, Kelvin man. just lost all his rights to being Dominican. He's like, I hate baseball, I hate baseball video games, I hate yeah, black yeah, but I love playing baseball. But I love playing baseball. Yeah, Dominicans, Alex, Dominicans are monoliths. We're going to get to that no, in a second. No, 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 no. He turned on you, Brutus. No, no, no. We're going to get to that, Alex. Alex, we're going to get to that. And I hope we're going to get to Dominicans being a monolith. But wait, Kelvin, real quick, just to finish, help, going back to the to the question. Um, if you're at a pickup basketball game, so it's you, it's KC, it's the whole fam. You're all out of pickup basketball game. And ESPN is going to send a crew out there to, to, to broadcast live your pickup basketball games. <laughs> Would you want yeah, Rachel Nichols on the sidelines broadcasting the game? You could literally have like the entire ESPN cast there. I couldn't point her out to you. <laughs> well, she's she's she's, she's the only woman, and I can just and you still wouldn't know. She's the only woman, I still wouldn't know who she is. Only white woman there. Hey, and listen, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna assume. I'm not gonna. She's, she's a white woman. Yo, she's a white woman. You trying to make a white woman Well, she's a white woman with red hair. She's a white woman with red hair. So I, I think she's like, you can, you know, it's her. So Brutus likes her. Is she Ash already? Yo, shut up, Kelvin. Kelvin. Alex, don't write me out. Alex, don't write me out. Don't snitch, Alex. Alex, don't snitch. Back back to the original original question. So. Which one? So you got this lady, this white lady, and you got this this black lady. Who's the white lady? And Who's the black ESC lady? Here, and the ESPN wants to diversify. So they say, all right, we're going to take this white lady out and put this black lady in there. And that's their <laughs> way of diversifying. It's fucking crazy, my nigga. And at the end of the day, those both of those ladies are the victims of just a shitty ass fucking organization exactly. that doesn't know how, doesn't yep. know what the fuck they're doing. And like, that's the definition of diversity, man. Man, listen, so, it, it's wild. Right. <laughs> no, what? Listen, um, oh, wait, I don't know. Ahead, I don't Calvin. know what. I don't know what he said, but I know there was somebody that said that they're both victims. Right, they're both victims of a shitty organization. Absolutely, that's that's what it sounds like, at least from. Kraken's brief explanation there. Wait, but Kraken, hold on. Kraken, do the you think the white lady and the black lady? The white lady. <laughs> <and the black laughs> <lady. laughs> so hold on. Kraken. So then, so then, what's the right way to do it, right? Um, good question. So good question. So then you get you get you get the you get the other side where it's like they create something for the uh, let's say the black lady. They create a they create a position for her. 
and then you have people also saying then oh you're just creating positions you know these um uh, handouts kind of like yeah handouts that don't right. mean anything for this person because you don't have an actual position for her so then what's the right answer there right. and on top of that let me ask another question does rachel nichols have a, a legitimate gripe to say what she said and not be called considered racist is she good is, her, is she huh? any good is she good at, at her um, job she she's a veteran and i think she, and i think she oh, has okay. really good she yeah she had good rapport with the players the players actually do like her and i think she's one of those like tv personalities okay. where like because she's just been there for so long she's she's respected so it's not like i don't know how she got the job but she's proven that she's at, at the very yeah, least qualified for it I okay. think um, it's been um, shared that she had some type of nepotism. Well, she is I, she I, is the daughter-in-law to, to Diane Sawyer. She is the daughter-in-law oh. to Diane Sawyer. But oh, I will oh, say this: yeah. like I've watched ESPN for a while, and she's been at the network for a while. Like she 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 yeah, was doing like been there for a minute. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I mean. A lot of people are qualified to do that job, right? I mean, that's why I feel like it, it's a it's a back path when we're when when one of the questions and we we tend to ask it over and over are is it good or who's better? It's like there's a job and can you do the job or not? It's not like who's better at at the job. It's not. It doesn't and always have to be like that. Like what's because, our metric? Because it, right, because in real life, what happens is you got you're looking for five things, and somebody's really good at two or three of them, and the other candidate's really good at the other one, and then, yeah. and, and they both could do the job, and they both could qualify for the job. It's just the hard yep. decision of saying we're going to go with this person and not with that person. And when you're in real life making those decisions, they're real difficult, especially when you want to diversify because. If you're if you're about this, then race does matter and plays a role yeah. in that decision. Unless you're if, unless you're not being honest with that, then you ain't right. Just being colorblind about this whole thing is not going to work out. But does does exactly Rachel Nichols said, exactly what you said back in um, I can't remember what episode, but whatever you said it like yo, if you're about to be if you're about diversifying about um, what was it that you said? Diver uh, diversifying for for, for yeah, whatever yeah, reason, yeah. for whatever race, no, but, age. Yeah, yeah. You have to be. You have to be. You got to be intentional. Yeah, it has to be part yeah. of the formula, and that means that you go beyond. Are they better than who? Like, I don't yeah. know what that means. I know that they can do the job. I mean, that at the end of the day, that's what you have a job description, and your job is to get somebody that can do those jobs. Yeah, but, I mean, and then it goes into a gray area. And which is what's happening right now with her. She was all about this shit until it affected her shit. Right. And that happens a lot. And that's an honest conversation to have when you're on the, when you're on the, in the, what is it? The, the crosshair of diversity and the yes. receiving end of yes. that shit. Yes. Yes. And that yes. shit matters. And if, if as, as, as a male in, in a lot of female spaces, the, the, them chicks will remind you like, You've talked enough, nigga. Now it's our turn. <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta just take it, my nigga. Like it's the ego shit. And, and going back to mushrooms, tripping that shit helps, nigga. You understand how to suppress, how not not suppress, 
how but to like look beyond with... the ego, right? Yeah. Look beyond the ego. Yeah, 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 but here's, yeah. here's a question. Is there, is there a space where Rachel Nichols gets to make that gripe and still not be racist? Because I think my, yes, one of the things. Of course. Of course. So, so the, do you think that, so she's an individual example. Do you think that going forward 10 to 20 years from now, when you start seeing even more practices towards diversity or diversifying, whatever that means, that white people, their gripes are going to be legitimate gripes. Like, yo, I'm not getting this job because I'm white. And, and considering why it's being done, is that, is that gripe? Valid? They've been doing it. It is a right. it is a gripe though. I'm no, it is a gripe. I, yeah, but yeah, is it a valid yeah, one? Considering no, no, I think it's I, I'm one I'm to be corrected this. on. I think it's one to be corrected on because I've had that gripe before. Um, I was like, you know what? It just seems like I'm the only white guy applying to this job. I I'm like the. I just kept basically making it about because I'm not ethnic, and my wife was just like, "What the fuck are you even saying? Like, you've had all this." you know, given to you basically because of your color of skin. I'm like, you know, you're, you're fucking right. Like, I don't know what I'm thinking. I mean, everything's been so easy for me. Who gives a shit if I lose one job? Like I shouldn't make it about like, oh, this whole team is a completely different ethnicity than me. And I'm not saying like black, white, I'm just saying just different. And I'm not like them. And I made it about that. And uh, I shouldn't, cause I mean, I'm, I was born in the U S so I, I have like, because of the way I look, um, just have more privilege. I can get away with more. I can drive 90, 100, and no one calls the cops on me. I'm never, and I drive like a crazy animal. Uh, yeah, you're attractive <laughs> too. I mean, I just, I take advantage of it. And so I, hey, I just man, take say, advantage of your privilege. I don't think, I don't think anyone should not. I'm actually, I'm actually uh, Native American. And yeah, every I time I wanted to say before, but. I am, but, but here's the thing. Every time I've ever put that like on a job application, I've been declined instantaneously. I've never even gotten to the next step ever. Wow. Every single time I put Native American, it's always been declined. And that's really like through word of mouth though. Uh, some people did DNA testing. So like they have the info, but it's now it's like people just told me I haven't tested myself. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's supposed to be like enough to get like privileges. However, I just, you know, I look like a white dude. Right. And uh, I, I have complained about that in a job position. And I just Quick was looking question. at. Yeah, what's up? Is um, your wife a person of color? She's Mexican. She was born in Mexico. Oh, so, so you, you, so, all right then. That's why she's so he, checking you on your own. She, on she, your, it's funny because she actually looks more Caucasian than me, but she's checking me oh, on it because she's just, she's more wow. woke. She's just way more woke than me. She got that's me more woke. That's an interesting dynamic. She has family members. Right. I'm I mean, just, I'm all, it, it, it's also, it, it's also. Um, she dealt with racism. So when she heard me deal, saying like, I'm dealing with racism. She was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I, tell my, I, tell my, I tell my wifey that shit all the time, nigga. <laughs> She's the only guy is black Dominican. All, <laughs> all I gotta say is <laughs> my, my ego and my pride is not big enough to not listen to my wife and destroy my relationship. And she's always right. Cause of they course, are, this is course. why I think we should have one woman in here because they're so much smarter yes. than us. Yeah. You know, yeah. we actually, we yeah. do have, we, you, we weren't here last week, uh, but we did have a female participant and, uh, she, the week before last, right? The week before last. And we're going to see no, if we can get her back. 
nice. if we can get her back for another episode she uh so that'll be a, a, a an interesting change coming no listen i just my, my whole thing was that there's obviously different sides to look at that situation um and, and i think what was important about that specific situation is that what played out with espn is actually how race issues are really playing out in different sectors across america um we're talking academia which is something we're going to touch upon in a second um but you you know corporate america uh private enterprise when you're talking about companies now facing pressure to 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 diversify Mm -hmm. and then the companies actually don't have a plan and then they do some shitty shit like what espn did they throw their employees under the bus and they get the blame instead of people looking at espn uh because hell you know like you said they just have a shitty track record Exactly. Right. Right. And and I think she. I, I think Rachel Nichols sounds um, worse than what she is, like on on audio and stuff. Because you you at the end of the day, you're human, and you have to pick a target. Like your anger has to be yeah. directed at someone. And when you yep. when you have when you have uh, privileged connections, like she has, right? She, she's the the daughter in law of right of, of Diane Diane Sawyer. Diane Sawyer. Uh, ABC, AB, I think ABC, right? ABC owns, owns Disney, ESPN. Disney, yeah. Yeah. Disney, right? So, Disney, so for no, somebody no, like her, owns ABC and ESPN, right? So for somebody like her, her anger can only be directed at the candidate, at the other candidate. It can't be directed at the people that hired her and and that may, got her helped her get that position, right? She's not going to be mad at the ABC executive because that's the person that gave her the job. She needs to be mad at the other person. This yeah. is also another dynamic. Um, but anyway, to fail. Yeah. Well, th- there's there's probably going to be more news coming up um, on this in the next couple of weeks. Though the backlash isn't over with yet. Um, but let's kind of segue a little bit into that. And, and you know, earlier this week, um, we actually was yesterday at the crack, and we were having a conversation. And you know, I'll, I'll give a little bit of the feedback, and I want to get your on air uh, opinions about it. We were having a conversation about the situation going on at UNC. Uh, with their journalism school. Um, For anyone who doesn't know what the situation was, that there was going to be a candidate, UNC was looking for a candidate to fill the chair of their night journalism school. And they had selected, um, I'm forgetting her name, Hannah Jones is her last name. Kraken? Yeah. Yeah. And she was was selected by a committee to head, and she was a very well-respected Pulitzer Prize winning, um, journalist, she did the sixteen nineteen project, so she's a very well known journalistic voice, very well respected. Peabody as well. A Peabody as well, so she's won all of these different awards. So she's not like she's not like some little local journalist who, who are valid, by the way. I'm not trying to shit on local journalists, but you know she's. Um, and then a very don- a wealthy donor uh, from Arkansas actually literally called up the school and was like, "I don't want her to be." selected as chair of the journalism school and then she wasn't given tenure at the school and eventually excuse me i said why because i don't know about this well she she part of part of the backlash towards her is because she did this project called uh, the 1619 project which is basically arguing that the 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 start the foundation of the united states is 1619 when you had the first africans brought to the united states virginia and not 1776 and it's looking at the history of america through the prism of, prism of slavery and a lot of people are angry at that because they're saying that you're rewriting american history and she's saying no i'm telling american history the way that it actually happened um so this donor who is like a mega donor he's not just like a ten dollar and, and just to clarify like i think some of the things that was on the podcast that will be in question 
I think there was legitimate questions about it, right? I it, but it's history, so there's a lot of different stories, and then eventually you have to pick one, right? It's just that yeah. when you're when you're black, poor, whatever, your your story is going to be scrutinized just a little bit more, right? As well, you're, you're trying to change it, but I, I just want to make a point that <clears throat> whatever she said, like it's also not like. 100% fact necessarily, right? Like, it's at best uh, at her ability to say something happened, but it's always a, there's always an argument that maybe it didn't happen the way that you're saying it, uh, right? It's like, it's history, but a lot of different historians have different perspectives. Well, yeah, there's there's narratives and there's narratives, and, and there's always... Right, a, she, she ain't a superhero, like... She, yeah, she, right. she, she didn't go back to... Like, right, but... but yeah, she, she didn't, didn't go back like, to... six. Yeah, she didn't go back to 1619 and, like, videotape this shit happening, like... Right, right, like, right. I'm a drug driver, though. <laughs> right, she ain't no yeah. superhero, so, yeah, of, co- of course there's gonna be gaps in, in what she what she's telling you, like, of course... Well, there's, there's another thing when it's going to the history right. where we don't know our own history. Right. Well, yeah, but, but we also need to consider that at the time, 1619, you know, there's, there's, you know, records get lost. There's a lot of oral history that gets told in different ways, passed from generation to generation. Records the history that she's trying to tell are, are intentionally, like, erased and not told exactly. and, and burned and thrown away and not recorded. So, yeah, so there's obviously going to be a lot of gaps, but there's right. I think there's a general... Uh, feeling of like they don't want that story to be told anyway it's like 1619 right. for us is like we don't because it's you know obviously 1619 slavery all, all so on and so forth um but anyway so so that's basically the general story and then you know unc tries to hire her back and she says no fuck that i'm gonna go to howard university in dc which is a historically black college university and she says i'm gonna do a, a journalism pro- program there um, and then, you know, we had a group chat and in the group chat, I said, basically, fuck, uh, academia, uh, which me and Kraken went on a, on a, on a back and forth on what that actually meant. Um, and you know, you know, I'll take advantage and I'll explain that it, I'm tired of seeing, you know, fuck academia. I'm tired of seeing accomplished, uh, you know, minority black, you know, indigenous academics functioning these institutions continuously getting screwed over and it just seems like there's just this cycle of like the best ones of them are doing this amazing work and they just keep getting screwed over consistently especially when the work that they do is liberating work to a a degree what's up alex so when you say fucker academia because the thing is i wanted to i wanted to read that on the chat and the thing is like right after it just went crazy so I never got to read it. And the thing is, I want to know, because I, I, I've heard you before, that the use, you say that is because you went to a prestigious high school. You went to a prestigious uh, college. But one of my sons is actually being coached by a, by a coach from the school you went to at high school for the summer league. And one of and I've told you this before and you know that I want my kid and and, and, and Kraken knows this too, that I want my kids to go to a, a a prestigious high school. And Diablo. <laughs> 
Coño, ella es lástima, no. Diablo, coño, qué hierba tengo yo. ¡Wow! Esa mano está buena, ¿no? Es back, es back, es back. Come on, come on, So, I'm saying like this, like, how are you gonna... You are an alumni. So, how do you say that things haven't changed? if you haven't been back to it. And if I see more people that look like me that are, that are, are actually influencing that culture, that, that type of culture. So how could you tell, how can you tell me not to send my kid over there? Cause that's what I want. I want the best for my kid. Right? Well, I'm not telling, I'm not telling and you I, not to I, send I, your I, kid there. Let me finish. No, I'm saying like, I see you and I see and I see uh cracking. I have to <laughs> this, is what, this is what makes me like lose my train of thought. So I so I see you and I see cracking. You guys have and I see you guys as successful. I'm sorry. You guys are successful. No matter how you guys look at it, blah 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 blah, you guys are successful to me. You guys have came out of the the dirt the mud and you made something and did something and you guys are the shit to me even though you guys might think you're not and like when that everybody in this part too like i see i'm like oh shit this motherfucker oh kelvin uh my bad k-rock he he does <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's a pro with the SQL fucking I want this motherfucking big to big is like fucking nasty with fucking his words and he and he wants to learn he wants to learn some some, some shit but I'm like yo this motherfucker should be a writer he should be a fucking journalist and all this bullshit so I'm gonna just say my bullshit whatever but I want my like if my kid has a a, a certain connection like yo you guys are can set up a thing like you guys are from a certain part you guys are from lawrence so bam here it goes and then i see my kid playing for the 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 coach right now that she's a coach for um your former school brutus yeah and and I look at that like, oh, that's connection. So let me keep him in that program. My son, my oldest, um, Noah, he's been, he's been, in, he's been um, from his old team. They want him to go there to play, to play AAU there. And then now a new prime program is going, is telling him to go in there. But for the, from, and it's all coming from the summer league. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I want him to go to an academy that can show his full, his full um, potential. Right. His, so then when you his, hear Brutus say, yes. fuck academia, you're like, yeah. you think it's like, yo, me, should, should I or should not go down that path? Yeah. Listen, I'm, like, I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't send your kid there. And I understand as a parent, you want the best 
for your child. I think all of us want the best for our children. I just had, I didn't have the best perspective. I didn't have, excuse me, I didn't have the best experience. So I'm extremely biased against it. And I'm honest about that. When I say fuck academia, and this is, I think, where me and Cracking had a little bit of a mix-up is, I'm not saying fuck school or education. I'm not saying uh, don't give your kid the best education. To the contrary, you need to give your kid... Fuck your experience, uh, you know? It it is a lot about fucking my... It's my experience. It's 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 really about... It's a different world. Because I just just had a very bad experience. If 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 I put my experience on the table from my freshman year to my senior year... It just was. It's not something that I would. I like to revisit, and it's something that I wouldn't want anybody else to revisit. Right? It sounds like you have to clarify that for your mate because he's not sure if uh, it's a good direction or not. Yeah. Right. Well, no, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I, like, I think my problem, like, my 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 problem with it was was that uh, when somebody has a beef with uh, a, you know a part of society or right? a structure or institution or whatever, uh, we use language that that discredits the entire thing right or or it just sounds i had this i mean i had the same beef when people say fuck the police or you know all that stuff mm-hmm. right because oh, oh fuck burger king fuck burger oh, king no 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 right. but he was a cop he was a cop, he was a <laughs> no, cop. no but but it was because because i understand that in the there's, there's an industry of teaching and research which is academia there's the industry of keeping community safe for whatever reason from whoever and that's policing however you want to define it at, at its core everything yeah. has a, a, a vocation without the social construct constructs connected to them right so when you say fuck academia i what happens i feel like is that you're 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 putting you're putting your own experience onto the vocation in itself so fuck at the academia also sounds like Fuck the teaching that happens, the learning, the research, no, all that yeah. stuff. And obviously, I understand. What, like once I tell you that, you're like, I don't mean that. I, I get that part, but it's the language part because I don't think, I think unintentionally, you blind yourself from that part of, of learning, of teaching, or research because your interpretation of academia it was so bad that it, it clouds that part of it too. Well, you that's you, I mean? okay. So, 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 to, in, in my defense, and obviously, I'm like, and I told you, and I said this to you earlier. Like, I come from a family of teachers. My mother mm-hmm. was a teacher. My mother, you know, she was, uh, you know, childhood education was right. her focus. My my dad, my sisters, and I've been a teacher myself. Like, that's one of the ways that I've kind of, you know, right, supported right. myself. So it's, it's not an attack of you as a character. I'm talking about the language and the discourse. No, no. So that's what. Yeah. So that's what. That's what I want to get to. Yeah, so there is there is a, a, a sort of a fault in the language. It's like, how do you get this point across when you're using, like, uh, I'll give you a great example, the word theory. When you use theory, the word theory in science, it has one specific definition. It's a fact. Like, you know, scientists will say, this is a theory. It's a fact. But when we use theory in popular language, oh, it's a theory is an idea. Like Sherlock Holmes, like, I have a theory on who killed this person. It's one word. It's used in different ways. Academia, in my, in, with, with, where, where the fault is, is that's where it is. For me, I say academia, uh, not realizing or unintentionally saying that fuck the whole institution of it, the teaching, the research, and the positive elements that come from it. But what I'm actually getting to isn't that side of it because the teaching is valuable. The research is valuable. What, that's, what that does is valuable. What I'm angry at in terms of academia is that commercial 
you know, political side that's actually an extension of a lot of the things that we have an issue with when it comes to like power structures. So you look at that situation at UNC, this professor was basically just a victim of a system that is perpetuating within quote unquote academia, which you look at the Harvards, the Yales, the Stanfords, right. they're for-profit and, universities. Right. And she stayed within academia. She just went to a different university. Right. So when they say fuck academia in that situation, it almost sounds like you're saying fuck her again, like because she stayed in academia, too. No, right? no, no. So, yeah. So my, you know my what thing I mean? is, like, like, yeah, I know what you mean. Per, my, the person never got out of academia in the first place. Uh, well, my, my issue is my, my issue isn't with the teachers and the professors and the research that's done. I think that's the foundation of any society that's going to progress. My issue is with the business behind it that limits people that want to do that work. That's my issue because because right. a, a person like her, um, who's to say that like five years from the, down the line, she just doesn't get burnt out and decides she doesn't want to be in academia anymore. Now right. you've lost that talent. Who's to say that she only stays at Howard for a year because she decides, yo, I can go somewhere else and do some other shit and have half the stress. And, and that right. sucks because and make it's, more it's, money and make more money and have half the stress. And mm-hmm. that's why you say fuck academia, because it happens to a lot of brown folks all the time. They get sort of like pushed out of academia and they get hurt as individuals. And then we get hurt as, as a society in terms of like black and brown people that want to see these people, you know, mm-hmm. um, as, as role models. But that's that's just to clarify, you know, it's just right. one of those things. That right. Right. But, language. But, but there's always even those black ac- academics, they want to be in academia, though. I mean, I don't think that's what you're. It's not like they're not leaving, right? So, so if you have a cop, right, who's woke and gets it, right, and you say, fuck the police, that person ain't going to feel like, oh, you get it. Like, if they're woke and, and they're a cop and you say, fuck the police, it sounds like you're saying, fuck him too. Like, even if you don't, even if you don't try with the language, not you personally, but when you speak like that. But what, person, what, language, mm-hmm. what language could you use in, in place of that? Because sometimes, sometimes we use phrases like "fuck the police" because right. specifically it has it, it, it causes an effect in someone. Like when you say "fuck yeah, the police," yeah, yeah. right? right. I, I, mean, I mean, we had this conversation uh, I think last week about Hispanic, Latinx, and all like that. You be specific, right? Fuck racism or fuck sexism or, f- or fuck discrimination because that's what you're really talking about. I see what you're saying. Right? You're talking about the racism in the criminal justice system in police. And that's really a fucking problem. Right. So it's you're just saying specific. be specific in, in directing your language to what it right. is that you're, you're angry right. about. Okay. Right. Because it's about, I'm it's also about academia, form. nigga. Like, yeah, man, fuck you too. You. Right. That's, that's what you're saying. <laughs> that's exactly what you're saying. And it was amazing. And, no. and there's, there's, there's people who are in the inside, in the dark side, undercover trying to make this shit work right so if your own yeah. people are saying fuck you too then that shit is a mind fuck now you by yourself i remember when i was interning in dc and i came out of the department of justice for lunch nigga tell me why without my knowledge there was a protest going on and it was <laughs> and it was Martin Luther king jr the third he walked right wow. in front of me i was like oh shit and then look at me come out of that building protest i'm like nah nigga I'm, i get it nigga fuck <laughs> So like we in it, you know, we 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 find a way in the dark side to try to figure that shit out you, too. You had to pick it up real quick. Yeah, yeah I like, picked yeah, up the side. Yeah, I'm like, yeah before, you know, <laughs> I wore a shoe and a tie. You know, that shit was crazy, son. 
How do you, okay. Like a do rag or nothing in the in your back pocket and shit. Oh, like, let me put this do rag on real nah, quick. Man, I let was me, I was wearing the the whole nigga suit. You should the next time I know to carry a do rag in your back pocket. But let me ask you a question real quick, just so you know, if we finish off this this topic. Being in academia, do you ever get a sense that you're you are distant from those problems and the people that you're working to help? Do you you ever feel a disconnect from that because you're from, in academia or do you, or from who from like the people that you're actually trying to help yeah so like so you're there studying these problems and you're because you're right, in academia right. like does 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 the work that you do force you to then de- you know separate yourself or is that something you're trying to continue right, to right. Continually so you, gotta have? In, you gotta be intentional to stay connected to the populations you're studying and writing about right I'm lucky enough that I work at a college that keeps me connected to that, right? Because that's that's who we serve, right? It's it's, mm-hmm. it's mostly Latinos and, and Black folks. Um, but in elite colleges, you know, research the the, the Yukons and stuff where, where you know where I graduated from. The people that are in the classroom, if if you if you're talking about the hood, the people in the classroom and the people around you are not those people. So you have to be intentional about connecting with those people. And that's just really hard when you're trying to be a professor, especially if you're a parent, you're trying to raise kids, you know, and that, that's the, that's the circle I was surrounded by. So I saw that. Um, if you single, then you good. But if you're trying to raise kids and stuff like that, do the job at the university and stay connected to the population you're, you're serving or that you're studying and writing about and talking about, that's just a very hard balance. You burn out. Yeah, no. I, I, I think so. What that you burn out? No, no, that you burned out, burned out because like, right because you got to teach, you got to do research and stuff. You got to write. You got to spend a lot of time in the in the. You don't have time to go in the hood, nigga. Like I was a so I was in the hood because I got paid no, to no, be in the hood. No, no, but I'm saying more like you go teach these kids, and then you have to go back and teach your kids that essentially look like the kids that you're teaching. And then you have to be like, tell, uh, show them like, yo, you might have a different life, but you need to realize that these kids have a different life. Like right now, my kid, all right, so in Lawrence, they're doing a, a program. And I love it that it's free, like, like, um, it's a free camp that they're doing. And my kids are the, of course. And I tell them, cause they even like the guy came up to me, the director, he's like, yo, I want them to go play for my team, blah, blah, blah. He told, he first, he told, he came up for my oldest. And then he came today for my youngest. He's like, yo, I want them to play for my team. And he did he and the thing is he was like, Esperate. Lo blanquito son tuyo. And I was like <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're, they're mine. He's like, No, Polonami he wants them to play for their AU team, the for South. Um the AU team, whatever, whatever. But like don't you feel like what you're teaching those kids you should teach 
your own kids too, like because right. I mean, I mean, I, 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 I get, I get, right. But I guess what I'm talking about is not my kids, and I don't know if I said my 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 biological kids, right? I'm talking about I'm, I'm about students, right? So so yeah. right. So I'm talking about college students. So I teach college students, and if I'm reading and I'm writing and I'm teaching about the hood and what happens in, in the criminal justice system and stuff like that. I'm I'm talking about at a distance at this point, right? Because I'm yeah. not there no more. Right, as a social worker, yeah. when I was in there policing, I was in, I was part of that system. But I in get the out, right? I was in the trenches. I get out, and now I'm a professor, and I I do research on this. I'm now I'm distant from that because I don't get paid to be in the trenches no more. I get paid to do something else. So if I want to be in the trenches, it has to be intentional in other ways, like no, being no, a board of directors and shit like that. What? No, I'm saying like, won't you teach your kids about being in the trenches too? Because just in case, because you might have they like. I don't want to be. I don't want my kids in the trenches. So I have to teach them, and I put them in like to me. Oh, right, right. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I, I so, guess I talk about as a like as a parent now. Then, right, I guess I talk about how if you want to know if you want to know some of the truth about something, you got to talk to the to the help, the people who are helping making this shit come up, right? Like um, the 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 people that came out. Like, what are you shaking your head for? Not the help, not the help, not the help. I'm saying more like people because like yo. Are you from a you're you're from a big family? What are you guys like three, four, five? I'm I'm a big family, yeah. Well, not my immediate family, but in general, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying like you have people in different structures, you know what I'm saying? And like um, different socioeconomic statuses. Yes, 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 yes. Right, right. So like I tell my kids, like, yo, you have to understand how to like it's more like about how to move. Right, so yeah, I, I think about it. Right, right, right. So you're talking about how to move. I the way I think about like the main thing I'm teaching my kid is how to how to find the truth about okay, something. Okay, 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 okay. Right. Okay. So so how do you find that what the truth about this organization, this thing, this company? The, you talk to different people and make sure that you don't just talk to the people in the top. You talk to the yes. people cleaning, yes. the, the people yes. fixing it, yes. the people, you know, the people that usually yes. are in the background yes. and get ignored, right? So yes. if you really want to- That's dope, that's dope. Right. Yeah, 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 if, yeah. If, that's exactly if, what I'm saying. If, if you had like a little hat, Alex would put in a dollar and be like, testify, my brother, testify. <laughs> <laughs> It's an interesting conversation. Speaking speaking of truth, and it's interesting you use that word, is um this has been a busy week in the Caribbean, Caribbean, depending on how you say it. Uh news out of Haiti is that the president of the nation uh was assassinated. Um big fucking news. Damn, everybody about to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Brutus, what do you think about what happened in Haiti? Well, what I think happened in Haiti you was that... You weren't informed about the intermission? <laughs> yeah, yo. 
<laughs> to our listeners, the ruckus, the ruckus podcast had an intermission, and we did just everybody just decided not to say nothing no more. Oh shit, Alex left too. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, nigga, nigga talks the entire time and then suddenly leaves. <laughs> he just leaves too. He just walked up. He's like, yeah, fuck this. Wow. I can't wait till oh, we start doing man. live recordings. Cause this shit would be hilarious to, to everybody. Yeah, look what is oh. what is going on? What is, oh. what is right right now we are waving to Alex's wife. wife. Anyone who's listening. Does she know she's on camera? Yeah, I don't think Probably she knows that does it. Alex, I'm bro, not, not what streaming. are you doing? <laughs> Yo, this is hilarious. <laughs> We're seeing we're seeing a, a pet owner with the with the pet nigga. That is intimate, my nigga. This that is, is not, this only is on not the ru- good. This is <laughs> only on the ruckus you get to see the pet owner kissing the pet. This is that's the worst, bro. <laughs> She kissed the shit out of that dog, yo. No. And then she realized that she was being recorded. Damn, Alex. Oh, bro. Yo, Alex, you about to get kicked out of the yep. house. Yeah, she just realized that. That she was on video. <laughs> <laughs> I realized it was. Yeah, I just watched that. Yeah. Yeah. She slowly walked back. It was, it was great. She slowly, slowly walked. Bro, she slowly walked back. Like, oh my god, I they saw me oh. doing this. She's she looking at your phone history too. Was so, what, what was the question? <laughs> what were we talking? Uh, uh, we were. We were, we were yeah, we were about talking Haiti? about Haiti. Yes, the uh, oh, president of Haiti uh, was assassinated in his home. They arrested two people, yesterday. right? They've arrested two people. They killed they the killed police. Like four. Killed four. Yeah. Jesus. Wait, so Bigelow is Bigelow is who is our resident, you know, man United with the United details. Nations. United yeah, Bigelow is is our version of the United Nations. Bigelow is why don't you break us books? And apparently, he fucks he the, the girls. <laughs> 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 I wouldn't be listen with all due respect. I wouldn't be surprised. I ain't even gonna say that. I don't want to get big in hot water. Get get no, the U.S. No, Department. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> nah, what I was gonna say is I wouldn't be surprised. Bigelowness is so like low key connected. He knew the guy who knew the guy who knew the guy who knew the guy. That's all I'm gonna say. But anyway, you you know you know what I hate that in real life that like that Kevin Bacon shit is real. That six degrees of separation. There's like that's why I said yeah, it exactly. Think- I, I thought about it. I thought about this shit in high school that I remember. Hold up. I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, nah, I'm so, with the baby. Uh, my, yeah, the baby, you know, he just, uh, he's acting up and he's a little fussy right now. But uh, now, nah, man, in high school, I thought about like, yo, I know this person and this person actually knows Bill Clinton in person when he's the president. Right. Like, is that sort of thing. Like, that's happened a lot in my life. And then I'm like, everybody I know knows somebody. Well, you know so, people in you know people in the military. You know people in Haiti. You know people in the DR. So big aloneness, man. I actually, but, yo, I actually reached out to my to my Haitian friend who said that that you know what we this is this is the boat that we that we're riding on, and we're not leaving this motherfucker. So um, what's the what's the boat? What's the boat? So so this person she is actually the the cousin of a friend, and she is a successful architect and. 
And her husband is a program manager and they have an architecture, uh, an A&E firm, so architecture engineering firm. And they build homes, commercial uh, buildings, all types of shit. And they've been in Haiti for 10 years. She was actually a beauty queen before she decided to do that. She's like, y'all been practicing architecture for years here in Santo Domingo. Time to make moves. And she boogied out there. Yo, she's been doing phenomenal in Haiti. So it's like a reverse migration that you rarely see. So um, anyhow. Um, is she Haitian or is she Dominican? Oh, no, she's Dominican. Like the de, okay. de Plata, the de, de Vallaguana. So... So anyhow, um, as far as the Haiti situation, what's happening there is that you have the head of state um, being killed in his own home. Haiti has a thing, a situation where where the the president um, like this happens in, in other countries as well, where the president or head of state lives in their own private home during their term. So they actually don't you know, they don't live like in an official residence or nothing like that. So um, in that situation, what happened was that a team of, of professional uh, murderers, like uh, assassins, went in. They basically told the, the security team that was there from the Haitian National Police to, to stand down. And they were there with long guns and all this other stuff. And you're just like, yo, like, what do we do? And, you know, the guys had to basically give it up. They weren't. There's been an issue for years. Like that same president, uh, Jovenel Moise, he said um uh he had said that that i don't i don't think that i have a good enough security a few years ago so he actually hired his own private security to augment the haitian national police team sounds like mexico it sounds yeah, like, like a, a netflix show on mexico well, yeah. <laughs> you know what's crazy though mexico got some mexico got people that were trained by like our very best troops and they've like created their own tactic yo like um incredibly uh talented uh pipe hitters what you can call them um these motherfuckers are are on a level with your with our delta and dev grew and all these other you know uh jsoc units so but yet he feels like he shouldn't be a fucking journalist i listen to this just i was saying, like let's just, just start saying, a little political <laughs> podcast Big alone has got it, but so so big alone is his his the thing. So what's uh you you have the situation in Haiti? So it was smart. a volatile political situation. <laughs> There's been mumblings that it had something to do with a Petro Caribe agreement that Haiti signed yeah. Yeah. with Venezuela. There's also been murmurings that the Haitian upper class or elite ruling class were very unhappy with Jovenel, uh, you know, going back months, and then there was also these rumblings about the, him. Tightening his grip on Haitian politics yeah. and make, changing the constitution so that he could be reelected in the uh, elections that are coming up in September. So it just seemed like, and you know, and also Haiti is hasn't received one one vaccine from the COVID vaccination. So the world is starting to vaccinate, and so he's also been blamed with how he's handled the COVID situation yeah, in the like, country. So you, you know, have, like what, what's going on with that situation? You know, that's been a major concern for people because. You know, it's not that the Haiti has necessarily been a hot spot for COVID, but many other there have been many other outbreaks over the years, like when the earthquake happened and then the the, the troops showed up, the the UN mission. Um they they had fucking um they had a cholera outbreak which yeah. hundreds yeah. of thousands of people and, and you know, like hundreds of thousands of people died because of this shit. So um so anyhow 
just you know all these different things that you brought up about about the the president the deceased president um these are all possibilities as to why this happened um the rumor that that i see more the most like on social media and on uh in the instant messaging groups that i'm in uh has been that this was uh this had to do with petro caribe and the over two billion dollars that that were taken and they just disappeared this money was meant to go to you know to help the people and the fucking money just disappeared all uh, all of a sudden so so you know it's like that's more than enough motive to be honest with you but that could also be a, a canard it could be like it could be like let me throw this like it's a red, red herring. herring yeah it's a red herring it's meant to distract and and deceive it's not necessarily the truth and you know how it works in geopolitics tends to be even more complicated than that. So, so, uh, so yeah, it's 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 sad because of how it happened. They're not just calling it an assassination; they're calling it a, a magnicide because of the magnitude of the of the the level of this person. This is the head of of a, of a nation. You know what I mean? And and no, the, I mean you gotta uh, have you gotta have balls to take out the president you know, of a country. Like a country, that's like, bro. Like this is not this is not a businessman. This is not a, a small you know small time. Uh, drug know, trafficker yeah, or this, is, this isn't this isn't like a local politician this is the head of state of a, of a sovereign nation you're like how the fuck did this happen and uh and who all the money who, yeah yeah like there, there's a money uh motive in there for sure um but here's here's a question so i know i know money's always at the core of these things but because of the nature of this because of the magnitude of it do you think that there's, there might be some, I mean, obviously we're, we're sort of posturizing here and we don't have the facts since anyone who's listening to us, you know, we're just kind of pretending it's to know what's going on. Shit. We're just making yeah, it's all shit. conjecture. But do you think that there could be something else? Because like you said, it, it, this is the head of a, na- of a nation, of a sovereign nation who gets fucking just blown up uh, in a military style sort. Because I've, so, I've seen one of the videos of, of, of recording of how this happened like this shit wasn't amateur it's not like these guys yeah, these guys were pros these were pros and you know it was a team i think now it's going 24 and counting uh people that have been connected to this or yeah. 20 and counting yeah it's it um, about 24 um two of which were actually hiding in the dr um and i believe they've been caught because they uh they stopped all the traffic from to and from haiti so they were they were able to do the the shooting and then get across the border well, um, I don't think these people were in the country in the first place. Oh, okay. They were just connected to. Yeah, it's just you know when I, when um, like if you equate it to a military mission uh, uh, for a special a special operations unit, uh, these guys the guys that get involved like you tend to have a large team. It's not a small team at all. But but the team that goes you know that's on the ground the boots on the ground team tends to be a, a small unit. Um, they they go in. They've probably been casing the joint for a while. Like they've been observing the movements, kind of keeping track of stuff. Like sometimes you really don't even need that much time to do it to figure out what's what. But anyhow, these these people showed up, and uh, they took they 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 basically tied up the security team and the children, uh, the children of the president and his wife. So the thing is that when they went in, they they shot him, but they they tortured him as well, and they shot his wife. Yeah, so his wife. The rumor was uh, yesterday that she had she passed away as well, but she actually had not. She was uh, she was medevaced out to Florida. She she landed in uh, South Florida, I believe, in Fort Lauderdale, 
Executive Airport. Then she was taken to one hospital. Then she was taken to Jackson Memorial, Miami. which is the she was taken to Miami's uh, largest uh, public hospital, Jackson Memorial, to the Rider Trauma Unit um, because they have experience in it. And they um, it's actually a hospital that that the the Army and the Air Force use to train their doctors on gunshot wounds and and massive trauma events because Jesus. of you know like Miami Miami is my hometown and I'll tell you it is it is every bit as as wild as I'm making it sound even wilder to be honest like there were days in Miami during the Iraq war where more people got killed in Miami than in Iraq so Jesus so yeah like they have the experience right. and they they have the the level you know what I'm saying like they're at the level that they can treat this sort of thing as so a level one trauma center so they can handle yeah. this sort of this sort Dude. of situation what's we gotta throw you more stories where you tell us like what <laughs> happened um, um hold on that was amazing. Has got that gift of storytelling so uh that was incredible <laughs> what is what is the most ridiculous conspiracy theory that you have heard as to why this happened um Conspiracy theory uh, that I've heard. I've heard a the, few. I've heard a few. The the one right now that's kind of like that stuck in my head was the Haitian elite. But I'm like, they have a motive to do it just because they don't want you don't want people to fuck up the bag. Like if you're if you're uh, a member of the Haitian elite, it's a it's a relatively small circle. You're talking about maybe like 100 to 150 families that run the country. Um, but there's maybe like three to five that really run everything that like the economy, politics, the military, uh, everything. And they're, they're obscenely wealthy. These are people that are billionaires and dollars. I like, you know, we ain't fucking around. And, um, and when the youth protested over Petro Caribe, like that was not something that they, that, that was incentivized by the, by the elite. But I think they took advantage of the situation to probably extract some concessions or, or to, you know, put themselves in a position where they're going to get some money out of it. Um, they, what was that? What was that? The, I don't know what that the, 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 is. A, is a deal is basically an, an accord that Venezuela has in place with multiple Caribbean nations that are much uh, that tend to be smaller in population or, you know, and or the economy. And uh, it's been going on for like over a decade at this point. Uh, Hugo Chavez actually put it in in place when he was still alive, and um, mm. it was it would be an exchange of some sort. So Venezuela will send you oil um, for whatever your needs are in exchange for something. In the in the case of Dominican Republic, um, it was foodstuffs, uh, specifically like black beans, because DR is one of the largest producers of uh, what they call caraoto, which is a uh, frijola negra, bichola negra. Um, they're the one of the biggest exporters of that. Like DR is, a, is an incredibly productive nation, agriculturally speaking. So black beans are better than red beans, bro. Hey, you watch them out. You watch them out, bro. You you could get punched for that. Nah, man. This nah, man, this man, man, this this man is shitting on everything tonight. This man is shitting on everything tonight. There no, no fucks given. All right, all right, keep going, brother. Keep no going, fuck. Brother. So, so you have, so you have uh, this this highly volatile nation in the Caribbean. Um, you have this massively audacious uh, plot that just—it seems like some shit literally out of uh, out of Netflix. And you have the neighboring Dominican Republic, who. For whatever reason, anytime anything happens to in Haiti, Dominicans their antennas kind of go up, 
and they just kind of turned the situation on to what's how does this affect the Dominican Republic, which is obviously to be expected. What's up, Alex? Uh, Alex is taking a quick break. He'll be right back. Um, but one of the craziest conspiracy theories that I not conspiracy theories, but uh, ideas that I heard was that this was purposely done to weaken Haiti even more in order for the Dominican Republic to become more responsible for Haiti. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's been going on for a long time. That's sort of like, you know, the 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 whole, you know, the, the DR needs to become responsible for Haiti because the international community is tired of uh, of picking up the, the slack. And to be honest, like they've never really picked up the slack. Um, the earthquake in 2010 was, was proof positive of that um, to the extent that within 24 hours, the first people to be in Haiti were Dominican um, army trucks that were delivering well, yeah. food and medical supplies and, and housing and clothing. And I was there food. during that earthquake. And that, oh, I will say this, that was it was I was so I was there during that earthquake, not to make this about me, but just so people get an idea of how strong the earthquake was. So I was in Santo Domingo. And my dad had an apartment, um, El Kilometro Once. Okay. So uh, de la Avenida Duarte. Yeah. Right, right after the, uh, después de la entrada de Mano Guayabo. Okay. Um, the earthquake was so strong that it cracked the ceiling. We had a, uh, he had a second floor apartment and it cracked the ceiling from end to end. And it shook the building off of its foundation. It was a four story building. It had eight apartments. And it, it like the apartment kind of sunk a little bit and and is and then my, my dad saw that and he sold the apartment like just so people get an idea of how strong that earthquake was. Yeah, was, that, um, you, was it like an eight point three or something? Like it was Yeah, like, it was eight, it was like it was like a massive one. Um and then on that point that you were making about the Dominican Republic, there there and there's something that we talk about obviously all tonight, but obviously there is a lot of anti-Haitian sentiment in the Dominican Republic. That is true. You don't ever want to negate that. But Dominicans, I did see this with my own eyes. They were they were quick, and I mean quick, to mobilize and get um, you know money, food, resources. Like I saw it everywhere in Santo Domingo. People were actively collecting things for that to be shipped to Haiti. Um, so and I and I point that out because there's this really weird relationship where yes, you do have this very anti-Haitian sentiment. But then you also have the Dominicans who are the first ones to help. And not because anyone tells them to, it's because, you know, it's just how Dominicans are. And that's really fucking weird sometimes to... Yeah, it's, a, it's a weird dynamic. It's, it's um, I wouldn't want to say it's trauma bonding because it's kind of in reverse. But, um, but it does kind of give that vibe of like, you know, you, you, you treat these people disrespectfully. And I'm not saying all of us are like that because it's not true. A lot of, a lot of Dominicans are, are very much, you know, like uh, friendly with Haitians and respectful and everything. Um, but the general sentiment tends to lean in the direction we don't like Haitians or we don't want them around here. Um, I've been, as I told you on the group chat, like several groups with people from DR and you're just like, oh, what the fuck, man? Y'all really are dis like wild disrespectful um, in the way you talk about these people. You talk about foreigners in general like that. You're like, yo, like y'all ain't that special, bro, to be making them statements. So, um, you know, the 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 conspiracy theories of you know like this making it deep, making it DR's responsibility. I'm like, bro, this is not changing anything in that case. Like DR already has has a lot of like 
Like, here's a legitimate uh, concern that, pe- that, that some people have brought up. A lot of women from Haiti, uh, they'll go over the border, right? Like, um, they'll go over to Santiago, which is the closest uh, large city to the Haitian border, because I think it only takes, like, two hours to get there from Nahabon, which is a which is a, a, a border city in DR. I think um, it's the most, it's the most uh, active border crossing yeah, it is. on and, the island. Uh, it's it's like um i think it's a city of of just under a hundred thousand people uh been you know at the crossroads of a lot of historical events um the Havon, you know from there you take a bus you get to santiago a few hours later a lot of these women go there pregnant like late term they haven't had any prenatal care they show up um they'll show up at the the, the cabral Ibaez regional hospital um which is the largest uh largest public hospital in the northern part of the island and they get medical attention for free and they they have the children and you know what I'm saying like that that's all paid by the Dominican state like that's not that's not a cost that's bo- that they are bearing you know what I mean like as a, as a patient and that's a legitimate concern because of, of how often it happens you know there, there's a Hippocratic oath you're you know you you're going to take care of a patient, anybody that is that has a medical need, regardless of their their condition, who they are, gender, et cetera. So, so yeah, like you know, there, there's a lot of like little things that people brought bring up, but there's also legitimate concerns, and uh, you know, it's a complex history as we've discussed before. I mean, when it comes to like the health, um, I mean, part of it is the proximity, right? I mean, yeah, you're, who's you know who else? I mean, is who, else, who else is gonna do it, right? So yeah. it's not something sometimes that it's like a a low hanging fruit. Like that's the that yeah. well, yeah, of course, nigga. Like send the fucking fire trucks. <laughs> but, but but the thing the thing with it is that, like I said, and and Bay pointed to this, it's not to discount the actual issues that we have in the Dominican Republic between Dominicans and Haitians, but you do see a lot of Dominicans. And, you know, it's important to point that out as well. You do see a lot of Dominicans who do actively support Haiti. You do see, and this is something that a lot of Dominicans, for whatever reason, they want to ignore. There's a large number of Dominican-Haitian marriages in the Dominican Republic. Like, Dominicans who actively are, you know, marrying Haitians. They're having Haitian children or or Haitian-Dominican children. I I was just chatting with a friend recently who who was in that situation. Uh, her partner is uh is Haitian and she's Dominican. I was like, yo, how's everything going? How's your baby? All of that. They have a half Dominican, half Haitian child. No, that that's that's like the most common thing. Like that's really one of those things where it's just like it just points again to that very complicated relationship where you where you have this this very real anti-Haitianism that you see throughout that like, you know, and I was talking to family members uh yesterday. And the overwhelming sentiment from amongst a few of the, the people I spoke to was they did that. This is how crazy it was. Someone said to me, they did this so that the Dominican Republic would look bad in the international media. Like that's that that, that was to the extent of like this. So you can't discount that. But but then again, you know, I have a lot of friends who have married Haitian and we're not and we're talking like light skinned Dominicans. We're talking dark skinned Dominicans. They they have they've you know they've gone through the beef with the family like if my yeah, mom people, well, people getting disowned and shit 
people get, but they're like, you know, fuck it. This is what I like. This is what I love. This is what we're going to do. Like people actively fighting. So this is really complicated, um, you know, dynamic big, you know, just one real uh, quick question uh, to kind of finalize on this topic. Actually, we could go on this topic for the, you know, the rest of the night, but there's so much to talk about. One of the things that I've noticed, um, especially see this online is that with Dominican Americans, you know, who live or are born in the States, there's a propensity amongst Dominican Americans to be more supportive of, of Haitians, right? Especially because you're in proximity, like you, you're going to school with them, like they, they don't become an idea. These become actual people that you're in. Yeah. in, in, it's, in not, it's not a totem or, or, you know what I'm saying? It's not. A yeah, it's, these are your friends that are coming home with you, so on and so forth. And then so you'll see a lot of first and second generation Dominicans going back to the island and defending uh, Haiti or, or a friendship with them. And then you see a lot of Dominicans pointing to Dominican-Americans saying, we don't want this. We don't like this. Um how how do you how do you navigate that schism of understanding like yo on the island there's this very real sentiment against anti-Haitianism yet I don't feel that way like how do you navigate through that or is that just something that you kind of have to separate yourself from like I don't even know really how to frame the question I'm just saying because I noticed that there's these conversations that are constantly going on online and people are like yo Haiti's good Haiti this and then you have all these Dominicans that are like no this is not Dominicans are not like this, and you're being influenced by this Black Lives Matter stuff, and like, yeah, it's yeah, just like real, real, like oversimplifying the the, the whole situation. Um, as far as you know, like how a way to frame it is to to see, you know, like when a when a Haitian and a Dominican person make it here to the states, or you know, or their first or second generation, uh, they. They're around each other, you know what I'm saying? So, so like you said, it's not an idea. It's a person. It's a real life uh, person. It's not. You can't avoid it. So you could keep trying to ignore the reality of it. You know, if you're a Dominican that's just like invested in this idea of like, yo, Haitians are no good, or or vice versa, which does happen. Um, but like some at some point, you're gonna have to come to terms with like, yo, this is not. You know, like I, this is not what I'm seeing. This not does not match reality. This, this is a decent person, or this is somebody who comes from a good family, or this is somebody who, you know, what I'm saying like it, it's it's a, a multitude of of things, you know. So, so I think it's it like in DR people are not necessarily around that in that way. You know, what I'm saying like the, like Dominicans and Haitians really until until like what forty. 50 years ago didn't interact with each other that much because the economic situation was different you know they were much more on par like they were um they were both very poor nations but the dr things you know changed economically uh for the better all things considered um and relatively quickly too like the way that the nation has built up from from the i'd say the mid 60s till now has been nothing short of amazing you know so it's something you don't see every day. So, uh, so yeah, man, it's just like the, the, the context is different. So people look at it differently and you're just like, yo, what the fuck? Like how, like why the, that's where the clash comes in. And that's why you see, you know, even people in DR that are, you know, that are, uh, are fighting for, for the rights of black Dominicans. And, you know, there, there's that overlap already of, 
you know the the dr is a is a Jew sanguini uh, uh jurisdiction which, yeah so it's, which it's a blood like, if if you if you are of dominican descent like one of your parents is dominican and you know you're born here then you're dominican but yet to be here legally um they've always been that but you know there's always been like the the ambiguity in the constitution until 2013 with the with the the supreme court decision to to invalidate the 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 nationality basically of like i think it was like 150,000 haitians or so but people of which haitian descent which is which is crazy all these people are stateless and then haiti's not doing um something about it per se in part because at the time they did they didn't have a standing civil registry so there was no way for people to make to get documentation so so you see how many things are overlapping you got so much shit going on you're just like how the fuck do we handle like get a handle on this bro let me uh crack crack let me ask you a question and it's just um do you think that there's from what you know of dominican history dominican Haitian history do you think that there's a possibility that anti anti Haitianism can exist without anti blackness, where Dominicans are actually they don't like Haiti for the historical reasons. Haiti uh, invaded the Dominican Republic. Haiti controlled the Dominican Republic for twenty two years. Uh, there's this always been this this idea that the, the Haitians were going to come and take back the Dominican Republic. Is there a possibility that anti Haitianism exists without anti blackness, or are the two effectively the same? Um, I I don't know the answer to this question, but I'll give it a try. <laughs> um, and I want to I want to I want to jump on that on the whatever Kraken says <laughs> after he's done. Right, I, I mean, right. So it's it's hard for me to answer the question because whenever I think about the problem in DR and the border and stuff like that, to me. It sounds like it also not only the anti-black part, but it also sounds like an anti-immigration um, conversation as well, mm-hmm. right? Like yep. the idea that that immigrants are coming and that you have to take care of them, and and if you always take care of them, it's gonna attract more, and it's sounds just sucking up, right? So, and I and I think to the other question that you asked um, about why I think. Dominican Americans can relate to Haitians because they experience something similar here. So they're like, they, you know, they they're othered, right? They're not they're not necessarily niaquinia ya when they get to the United States. And Haitians in DR probably feel the same way. So you have a real common um, experience there. Um, and so so going back to the original point, I feel <laughs> I feel like, what was that? I said that's a crazy question, man. Right. We, and no, it's a tough question. And 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 to, to our listeners, you know, you can chime in, you know, on the comment section. Sorry to cut you off, cracking. It's not meant to be an easy question. And it and I'm not leaning it one way or another. I'm actually asking the question so that we can think about it and potentially generate other questions and comments based on that. So it's actually more of a thinking question with no real answer. Right. I, I just think that if if you start a pro-black Dominican or whatever campaign is not necessarily going to translate to a pro Haitian campaign because I think people are, there's, there's enough people stuck out of Im- that. It's an immigration issue as opposed yeah. to a race issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, yeah. so what you're saying is that, that the conversation that they're, they're, 
Yeah, we're, we we might be having one conversation, but Dominicans on the island are actually thinking that it's a completely different conversation, not related to race, not related to nationality. It, it, no, no, related to race. It, it's also intersectional. No. Race is in there, but there's going to be enough people that are going to be stuck at the immigration question, too. It's like, I, all right, I love black people, but now what we do with immigration, right? Like, okay. it, like just because you love black people doesn't mean that you're just going to open the border, right? Like, not everybody's going to be open to that. Yeah, the yeah, idea of yeah. uh, how open, how many visas you give out is a legit question. Yeah, um, and so, you know what? Like, the the to to kind of add to that point, um, and that's what I mentioned in the in the group chat earlier today. Like, there's a there's a certain xenophobia amongst segments of the population. You see it um, kind of instigated by people like the like Vincho. Um, Vincho is a is a well known lawyer and po- a political figure in DR who's been around since the, the era of Trujillo. Yo, you keep breaking up. Um, y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah good, good for me. Right. So, um, so Vincho, you know, he's one of these people that's a, that's heavy on the nationalism, and he's instigated a lot of uh, a lot of shit as far as like you know anti Haitianism and everything, and xenophobia and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Foreigners don't come here, blah blah blah. Um, but he's definitely not anti-white because he himself is a white man. His sons, Pelegrin and and uh, Vicente or whoever, like they're all involved in the same shit. They they've made a political hustle and a career out of being, you know, like xenophobic grifters. And um, one of the things that that has happened to sort of equate it. In a way, is uh, Venezuela has had a massive exodus. It's lost like millions of people from its population. Like I think, yeah, and the, the population was thirty million at one point, and I think right now it's like twenty six mm. million because that many people have left from from Brazil. I mean, from, from Venezuela, they've gone to Brazil, they've gone to uh, Colombia, which is next door. Um, Colombia actually has a similar situation to DR, and that there's a massive economic exodus from the next door neighbor. Um, and a lot of these people, Venezuela and DR have had a very close history from the days that they were colonies and to the, to the point where, um, where Juan Pablo Duarte, the, the, one of the three founding fathers of DR, he, he died in Venezuela as an exile. As an um, exile. Yep. Yeah. Like I did not in, know that. I did yeah, not know that. He died yep. in, in 1876 in, in Venezuela. As a wealthy exile. He was a wealthy yeah. man, by the way. But Yeah, but he was, he was exiled from DR, so he got to take, you know, his, his resources and stuff, but he left, he left on his own. He didn't, he didn't come with his, he didn't go with his family, you know? So, um, so he died in Venezuela the, uh, during the, the era of Trujillo, the Dominican dictator, 1930 to 61. A lot of Dominicans, you know, like, somehow made their way to Venezuela. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, but big. there are people, there are people. You're big. You're yo, big. Yo. You're basically proving my point. Oh, my should be a motherfucking reporter. Wow. Dude, fine, fine, you, fine. I'll start writing. You need to start yeah. writing. No, you need to be a writer, dude. Dude, I think I think I think I think Big would do good with a with a with like a. I, I'm gonna talk to Big on something. I, I got an idea Dude, that we'll, I think we'll, chop, we'll chop it up later. So we'll chop uh, it up. Yeah, um, man. Kind of end cap this. You have man. too much. You have too much knowledge, man. 
Yeah, that's cool. Way to put it to use and make money off of that shit and put and help. Yeah, no man, no, no, make money, man. You just you got knowledge the world needs to know, man. But go ahead, so finish it off because you want a really dope. I'm gonna go back. I'm you. <laughs> so Venezuela, right? Like the population has been a massive exodus to the to the extent that there have uh, there there is about. I think close to 160,000 Venezuelans that went to, to DR in like the past decade, which is for a country that's like 11 million people, that's a very large number. You're talking it's a huge cars. amount. So imagine that, like just showing up, and these are people you talk about, like not just the poor people in Venezuela who escaped in the 90s. We're talking people that are like, you know, your middle class folks and even some upper class folks, and then your poor folks. Like they, they couldn't handle it anymore because shit is really that bad in Venezuela. Just and on an interesting side note real quick on, on that, just uh, going back to the immigration issue, it's interesting that in Brazil, they, they've been one of the countries that has most received uh, the largest amount of Venezuelans because obviously there's a land border and all these things in the northern states. And treating it as an immigration issue, considering who the president is, they treat in the media, right, there's a certain group of, of Brazilians, they treat the, Brazil, the Venezuelans who come over the same way that Dominicans treat the Haitians crossing the border. They treat them the same horrible. way. They, they look at them the same way. They look at them, and like you said, it's, it's a lot of, like, middle class, a lot of wealthy, a lot of... How do they look at them? How so, do they treat them? I mean, I don't know. The, no, well, so it tends to be pretty, pretty, you know, like, like, you're not worthy of being here type shit. Yeah, they look at them like leeches. They look at them like they're they're yeah. they're bloodsuckers. They're looking at them like they're taking resources. They're taking jobs. They're looking at them like they're gonna take the women. They're gonna look. You know, they look at they look at them like drug traffickers. There's this uh, also this idea of Venezuelans as uh, you know with Colombians as like drug traffickers. So there's all of these different like negative stereotypes that have been levied towards uh, Venezuelans. And what's interesting is that they're white. So like with everyone and, south of the border. You, you know what to 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 really end my point, when the Venezuelans showed up at first in DR in the past ten years, everybody's like, Oh my god, it's great and over here. And you know, a lot of that like vamos mejorar la raza, you know, to, to make the to make our race better. That type of bullshit. You saw it a lot. But what happened was that regular folks started getting losing the jobs of Venezuelans. First it started off with the women working in bars. And it started off with women and men going and working and, uh, you know, engineers and you know, big sound. The real conservative right now. He's mad at yeah, the immigrants. Yeah. <laughs> right you know, we're not we're not, you know, we're not we're not about the, the you know, we're not discriminating anybody here on the ruckus or nothing like that. But just kind of highlighting the how Dominicans the, 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 the tension is a real yeah, thing right, going there's on. There's a right. real thing going on because right. people are being displaced economically. Right, right. The ruckus supports human rights. We don't support the human rights of anybody in this group. If you're in the group, if you're in, if you're in the ruckus, you get no respect out of no one. You're gonna get shit on by somebody or at some point. But everybody else, we support their their human rights. Um, speaking on Venezuela, it's interesting. We, I was at the beach, uh, with, with my with my partner a few weeks back, and. You know, there was a situation at the beach where, you know, these, these, these dudes came up and they were trying to sell us something. Me and my girl, we got into like a little argument. And then afterwards, she was like, yo, let's cool down. So we went to get like, you know, uh, something to eat. 
And the woman, the vendor who was selling us something, like I heard she had an accent and I asked, I was like, yo, you're not from here. She's like, oh, I'm from Venezuela. And it was, and then I was like, yo, I, 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 it turned out that that same woman who was selling ice cream from a little cart, she had sold me a COVID mask a few, a few months earlier. And I was like, yo, I noticed, weren't you that woman who was selling the COVID masks at this place? And she was like, yeah, that was me. And I was like, yo, what was that about? She's like, oh, well, it was me and like 10 other Venezuelans. I was like, wait, 10 other Venezuelans? She's like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of us here. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, no, no, we're everywhere. We, do, we just don't, like, she's like, we just move around. But there's a lot of us here. And then what she was basically telling me is that, and this was fucked up. She was basically getting taken advantage of. There was a Brazilian guy who was facilitating them to come to Rio. And then he was paying them a sub living wage to make COVID masks, right? So he was bringing them in, facilitating them to come to the city, and he was paying them like 10 cents per mask, like 10 Brazilian cents to like make the COVID masks and then go out onto the streets. They would sell the masks for like, you know, 15 real. So it was like 150%, you know, mock-up. And then he'd keep like 90% of the money. And he had these 10 Venezuelans out on the streets Yo, doing this. I'm trying to have a, a good night today. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. It ends on it ends on a happy note though. It ends on a happy note. So this so that because Venezuela happy. That shit don't sound happy. No, no, no. It's gonna get happy. Hold on. So Venezuelans <laughs> a lot like Dominicans, they're hustlers. And what the Brazilian guy didn't realize is that Brazilians they don't hustle the same way that Dominicans and you know Caribbean people hustle. The, mm-hmm. These Venezuelans, they were not dumb. They were like, yo, this is fucked up. Da, 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 da. They all like bolted. And now she's running her own um, ice cream cart on the street, making like enough money to pay for her, her sister, and her daughter now goes to school. Um, how, how is that better? I mean, well, she became, she, she became an entrepreneur. What do you mean? She's an entrepreneur. She's an entrepreneur. She, she could have been, been a doctor. Back wow. in wow, bro, what the fuck? Wait, hold on a second. Uh, Alex, do you understand the story? Like she was basically <laughs> in slave labor and now she owns her own business. <laughs> but she could have been no. a doctor. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm no no. She could have been that. through eight years of college, sure. <laughs> 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 she she should have been a nurse. What an idiot! <laughs> I'm saying this, like yo, what you're saying, like you have somebody talking, like they could be a fucking. They're like I've met people that were janitors before. Really? And and, 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 no, 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 no. But I'm gonna say yeah. back in their country, they were fucking like. They had, they oh, had the engineers, doctors, like that. The engineers right, right, yeah, right. Engineers, which is what I was so getting at. Like, you know, there were, but, they were of a certain educational level. Yeah, I just want a happy story right now, nigga. And this nigga's like, yo, this bitch got killed. She got stabbed like five times. I'm like, yo, he didn't even yo, call her about a the bitch. You don't know. Bro, it was a happy story. Like, I met this... He, the, what's interesting about the story... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be on mute. I'll listen. 
No, don't you? No, chill, chill. Come back, Alex. Alex, come back. Come back. He's still there. What was what was happening? What was interesting about the story? Make it a happy story. Is that on a personal level? He came back. (laughs) He told us I'm back. Like a zombie. (laughs) On a personal level, it was really dope because I, I, you know, I don't get to talk to a lot of Dominicans and Venezuelans while I'm here, so it was good to speak to somebody in Spanish. You know, she had been to Dominican Republic, so she understood. And you know, I was real happy. It was it was fascinating. You know, I was thinking about opening up a small business. She was like, "No, you could do it." Like she was. Because Venezuelans are similar to, to Dominicans. They're hustlers. They're mass smart. They're hustlers. Like, they're, they're on it. Yeah. And, um, but she took this really shitty situation and she turned it around and she was like, yo, I'm going to be my own business person. And, you know, now she's putting herself or her, her, her daughter through school. Well, what's going to be interesting about that is that when you multiply that by a hundred thousand Venezuelans who they come with a high level of education and they come with that gumpo, you know, they, they, they can do shit. It's interesting to see what the Brazilians are going to have to say about them. You know, like they're taking that, our that jobs. Yeah. That has an impact. Um, and you know, that's what, that's what I was really trying to get at with Kraken was saying. Like the, the, the question you asked Kraken was, you know, can you, can you separate um, anti-Haitianism and DR from blackness? And and from, what Kraken said I, was, was I, like... I, 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 you're cutting in and out, Big. Just want to... Um, all right, let me move the microphone now. Yeah, go ahead, man. Go ahead. So, so what Kraken was saying was, you know, like the question was, can you separate the anti-Haitianism and xenophobia from blackness? And Kraken was saying, like, you, you can, you, the, the, the things don't necessarily always align. You could remove the, the anti-blackness, you know, like, let's say there's a pro-black Dominican movement. Um, and yet you will still find anti-Haitianism within the general population, even if they're supportive of the, you know, of, of the pro-black movement. So, so, and that happens, like, that actually happens. I remember a few years ago, I was seeing... Um, this was when, you know, one of the moments in, in Dominican history when people, when Haitians started coming over the border, like, again, because there was some situation going on, and um, the numbers went up, and I remember some guys that I'm like, yo, y'all, like, these were, I'm, I know some people in DR that are in the hip-hop scene that they, you know, they've been making music for years, some, uh, they're kind of like OGs in the, in the game out there, and... Yo, like, there was, like, yo, like, yo, these fucking Haitians coming over. I'm like, bro, like, y'all, like, not only y'all, you guys are black, but you, y'all in hip-hop, like, hip-hop is not, this is not the vibe, you know what I'm saying? Um, So to see that was definitely, like, you know, it was, a, it was disappointing for me, but it, you know what? These guys are older, so I see where their head is at. I don't, I don't respect it. I don't agree with it. But you know what? I kept my distance from that situation because I'm not I'm not there right now. Um, what you've seen with the younger guys, and I've shared some videos before. Um, you know, NPR has done some work with a, with a rapper named Asento uh, from DR, a very very talented young artist. 
Acento did a song with another rapper called Pato, pa, Patogeno Musa that's called Demasiado Negro, and it's like, like we're too black. That track is hard. That, like, that track hard, is like, hard. Like, dumb hard. It's like, yo, it's like, this shit slaps, bro. So, so, that shit yeah, is hard. Yeah, that shit is hard. Demasiado yeah, Negro. Demasiado no, Negro. No, no, no. The first thing, the first thing. Oh, eh, Acento with an H at the end. So it's, it's A-C-E-N-T-O-H. And then the other guy is Patogeno, P-A-T-O-G-E-N-O, uh, Musa, M-U-S-A. And bro, that track, I mean, if you, if you look, if you, if you listen, dumb hard, bro. Yo, the dumb remix hard. hurt, bro. That shit hurt yeah, the ears, the man. Are like, like some of the hardest Dominican rappers, like, you know, they're like, yo, we, we talk about our blackness, you know what I'm saying? Like, like But that shit was bar, bar for bar, that shit was yeah. on it, man. Yeah. So so yeah, yeah then man, send that, you can't send that, no. send that to the, the, to the chat. chat. I can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll send, I'll send that out. <laughs> we got you, we got you, we got you. Yeah, bro. So yeah, man, that that um that that sort of sentiment doesn't necessarily go away just because, but what you're seeing is that as the generations younger, the internet has done a lot to bring people together. So you don't see the 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 animosity everywhere in the same way um you don't see it the same way you know what i mean like it's not you know people are definitely like hanging out and all that shit and you know it's all good but uh but yeah man it's it's uh at the end of the day i'm hopeful about things changing and getting better because the thing is that shit does get worse before it gets better you know the, it's always this is true it's always darkest before dawn <laughs> This so, is true. So you know, but uh, but uh, I guess from this we want to transition into what what uh, our next topic of discussion is, uh, Brutus. Actually, our next topic of discussion is uh, good night, everybody. No, <laughs> <laughs> our next topic of discussion is figuring out, Alex. What would you like us to talk about to put you in a good mood before we finish out this episode? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, give him the, good, we give him, yo, we give him the floor. He don't say mood. nothing. I'm I'm in a good mood. I was just trying to get the. I should make a beat for him. Yo, make a beat. Make a beat. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> real quick. Kiamo got the rig set up right now, so so it's it's definitely a possibility. Man, um, I can't wait till we start doing the ruckus uh, live feed. That shit is going to be fucking. Once we get live, yo, man, this shit is going to be hilarious. Oh, look at look at Kiamo brought a friend. Kiyama brought a friend to the, no, he didn't. He did not bring. <laughs> sorry, I lied. He did not. He a friend uh, had the friend had the only friend. Kiyama, the only friend Kiyama got is a fucking the moon. Piano. <laughs> that shit is insane. Like, like how the fuck? That shit is you know, dope, bro. Like he, found, he found one just yeah. like somebody throwing it out. Like, what? you know how to play all those? Got that one over there. Uh, was it? You know how you know how to play all all of them? All of them. Yeah. Hell no, yeah. but like you, you obviously have it for a reason, like set up like that. Oh yeah, so, um, it's all in one space so that I can play all of them in like one little area. You can see even with my hand, I can reach that top one. Not the yeah. top, see, I'm gonna say something. If you ever just you, eat, I know that you you're a musician, so you're like you have that setup because it's be music. Making a beat right now. I mean, is that, is that what we're talking about? But if you were in, if you were an interior decorator, if you were an interior decorator, this would be a, a dope like thing to do. 
Dude, you to be right now. Thanks, man. I thought about it make for a really beat. long time. This honestly is a really small space. This is like a, a guest bedroom. This, they call this like what do they call this house kind of build? I don't know what kind of house they. they this is supposed to be called like a stepmother. You know, so it's like the in-law. Yeah, so it's like the stepmother suite or something. So like it's because you don't want your stepmother super close to the master bedroom, so they are like super far away in the house. Yeah, no, it's not, house. but yeah. it's not like and your guest rooms. What? <laughs> what? 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 He means in law. Don't, don't, don't explain it. <laughs> Just oh, let okay, go. okay. Yeah, let keep the conversation going. Let it go. Let it go. Uh, let it go. <laughs> Where are we taking this? Yo, Alex, real quick. Alex, tell I mean, us how, how the front page of Pornhub looks for you. <laughs> <laughs> I need is sharing his screen, and I don't know why you're looking no, at Pornhub. Real, that's one of the Tiny, first can you at least like, stop sharing your screen because we don't want to look at porn? I mean, I know you wanted something nice before you go to bed, but this is kind of strange. Yeah, I'd be getting like blocked right now. You know, our stream would be getting turned off if we were streaming this. What have you done, Tiny? Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Alex. Really fucked this up. Alex, real quick question. Hold on. I'm real serious question, guys. Just put on our serious masks on. Um, so tonight, when you or tomorrow, right? When you talk to your your wife about this episode, when you talk about the fact that she was being recorded while she was kissing the dog, is she gonna kill you with a knife or is she gonna shoot you? Because <laughs> I'm already sure you told me like, oh, they won't hold up. That was she was like this. She was like, yo, that shit was like live. I was like, yeah, nigga. And she was like, oh, okay. So oh, I'm living life right now. Yo, this is <laughs> that is one of the can. Molly can. Famous, yeah. famous last words, bro. Famous last words. That is one of the greatest podcast moments history in history, bro. She literally kissed a dog and then she looked up slowly, like, "Am I being recorded?" And then she walked back. Yo, how close was dog? Camel, Camel, about to make a beat for us. <laughs> I got a chance to feel the, the camera is, angle. You know what I'm saying? I get in trouble. Yo, so this is something that Kiamo Kiamo and I have talked about where. Uh, there's some Reggie Watts kind of sorcery that's about to happen. Um, Reggie Watts, man, I don't know if y'all seen him. Like he's this super talented dude, man. He he improv he freestyles shit. Like he freestyles compositions basically, and he's a, com- a stand-up comedian. Like he's a very good one too. Um, the dude was hosting. Uh, he was at the musical uh, band for. Uh, I'm trying to remember the it was the late show on CBS at one point, the the guy that uh, James Corden I think, so yeah yeah, like, yeah 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 so you know like a really talented dude and and you know Kiyama was bringing up like yo Reggie Watts I'm like yo Reggie Watts is dope as fuck bro like what you, what you what you uh doing and he's like this is what I you know this on a kind of I like what he's about and you know what I'm saying like that's kind of the an inspiration right there. So, so I thought it was pretty dope. You're talking about the, like the weird DJ, right? 
Well, you know that he kind of makes a beat while he's like going uh, about Doing it. Like, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fake. And, you know, while he's like performing, you know what I mean? It's, it's not. Um, I saw the only other person I saw do it at a high level that I actually saw uh, was Prince. Like, I saw Prince in concert. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was fucking incredible to see this man play. He brought out like his sampler and started like no candles by the way. Started playing instruments on stage, and just like for a few seconds, he'd record snippets, and then he goes back to the fucking sampler, and then afterwards, he he's got two turntables with the Serato set up, and he fucking starts mixing this shit like a DJ set. So he's basically creating some new shit that's never been heard in in history and playing it for an audience and then you know like nobody again unless they and recorded it. So dope. yeah, like that's and that's what Reggie Watts does like every night. No, but that's a dude like that that's that you that, that you're saying, right? Yeah, like Reggie Reggie Watts is on that level of like what I saw Prince yeah, doing. He's, like, he's incredible. So you know, like I, I, it's funny. Like I'm thinking that I wanted to see three artists when I was coming up. When um, you know, us like some of us as '90s kids, we uh, you know, we grew up in this era where pop music. Oh, whoa, 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 '90s, bro. I'm I'm a 2000s kid. What you talking about? Hi, you with your soldier boy ass? Hi, right. <laughs> <laughs> with the with the extra tall tees and you know, um, but not bro uh, with a fucking. Like in the nineties, man, the eighties and nineties, we had these mega pop stars, but obviously the top three, like as far as fame, man, you talking talking Michael, you talking Prince, you talking uh Madonna. And you know, Madonna's probably like like my least favorite of the three, and I still think that she did some fucking amazing music um in her prime. So Yeah, she did. So, I'll give like, that is like, a great analysis of Madonna, like really bro. Till 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 ninety eight, I think Madonna was really like top of her game she's kept doing shit but but nothing really has called me from like the 2000s on out but but you know fucking see i wanted to see michael i never got to see michael perform live other than on tv you know we all saw him at dma some shit um i i did not get to see madonna i don't think i want to see her at this point because the the time has changed so much so I don't feel that vibe no more. Unless she were to do, if she were to do like the Erotica album live or like Bedtime Stories, I'm like, you know what? I'll fuck with it. Babyface produced that whole Bedtime story shit. So, you know. What that, was it? That, that album that she did, uh, it was Erotica. It was, I think it was like in the early, it was. In the early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. So it was that album where that period where Madonna was producing music. So you had some of my favorite tracks, you know, obviously Papa Don't Preach. Just like a prayer. Oh, you talking um, like 80s shit, like her early yeah. work. So I really enjoy that work. And that's the work that my daughter likes the most of Madonna. Because it's like really hard. It's got that really pop sound, which she actually yeah. really likes. So she, so my daughter really likes that 80s, like synth pop sound. Oh, and she, then, she probably loves, uh, she probably loves listening to some, to some new wave shit. She does. So she likes Devo. She likes, Ooh, um, nice. she, she likes, um, oh, what's their name? Oh, uh, what's that man? It's the new wave band. Uh, I'm going to get it in a second. But she, boys, Depeche not Mode. as much Depeche Mode. So she likes uh, Devo, Depeche, Depeche Mode. Mode. I'm a huge fan. 
so she's gotten into that. She was a huge Cindy Lauper fan, a big boy George, huge. My daughter's a huge boy George fan. Like she loves right. boy George. That's, that's such an interesting thing. Like these young kids, like really young, the lose the Zoomers, and they're into that shit. Well, you know what it is. I think for her is that like there's 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 a barrier that's been broken. Um, mm-hmm. with and so she, like she'll look at a boy George. And I think part of it is because of the way I talk about him, right? I talk about Boy George fondly, but like, so she'll look at him and she she says, well, is that a guy or a girl? And I'm like, well, that's a guy. That, well, why is he dressed like a girl? Well, because he can. And then the other day we were here at the house and she, we were talking about something about dresses and I asked her, well, whose dress is that? And she says, she looked at my girlfriend. She was like, oh, it can be a Ju- a Juju's uh dress yeah. and juju said no it's not hers and then she said well dad it could be your dress and i said well why could it be my dress she says well because guys can wear skirts too um so and i think when she looks back at music from the 80s visually there's a break there there's these very blurred lines you see a lot of things in these videos and she associates that with positivity so she sees like madonna with you know what's that in uh uh, uh leon is what his name right and she sees the video just like a prayer oh, and she's okay, yeah. and she's and she's like wait she's white and he's black and there's all these different conversations going on i mean um, there's a child inspiring that shit oh shit look, look who just joined us that's, the that's infamous that's the well, infamous black yankee kc wait a minute hold on hold on i wanted i wanted wait i wanted to drop a conspiracy theory oh he left just as i was about to drop my conspiracy theory he left i, I want to you know, I'll wait till he comes back to on the pod. Um, <laughs> but anyway, no, so so my daughter's into a lot of that 80s stuff. And I think it's because they live, they're living in a time today where there's a conversation going around a lot of these different issues, right? Like, you know, gender issues and race issues. And then you go back to the visuals of the 80s. Um, and there was an experimentation with a lot of these things, which you kind of lose with the videos in the 90s, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, so the 90s she, were pretty conservative in a certain way, but they were they were wild because people were like, uh, they were letting loose from the from the uptightness in the 80s in a way. So, well, but but that's interesting. So so it was it was it was getting wild within a conservative structure, but then the 80s were like because you had the 70s, which was let's get we're getting wild. Then the 80s becomes this sort of like yuppie conservativeness, but then you have like a break in that. With these, yeah. these artists, you know, Cindy Lauper and, you know, a lot of these, um, what's the, 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 the visual, you know, Annie Lennox and you have like, oh, what's oh, the shit, visual? Uh, yeah. Like, uh, what's the name? Everything but girl and uh, like, yeah. You know, so you, you have, yeah. So you know what I mean? You have like these different artists you have, you know, that, that are coming out, you have the birth of hip hop, you have the birth, all these different things are happening in the eighties as sort of like an answer to something. Um, but yeah, man, I see my, my, my daughter likes a lot of these things, but going back to Madonna, that's the, that's the era that she likes the most about Madonna, like sure. that, you know, the late I mean, 80s. I'll I, I give it to Madonna in like the 80s and 90s, for sure. She, she was still ripping and running back then. I think it's Yo, just, you know, you, you don't, you don't, you still got some sort of inspiration, you know, and she, she lived fucked up when she got to New York, like she was, you know, eating out of dumpsters and everything. And it's like that, that's a different type of hunger, bro. Like. You know, like uh, a you, as you say that, as you say that, Alex is like gulping down a glizzy over here. Yo, oh, Kimo, shit. you you got you got the music ready for us? Kimo about to do a performance for us. You about to create a beat for us? What, uh... So here's the thing about Discord. 
<laughs> All right. The the airing of grievances has begun. It's a great application. What can I say? <laughs> uh, just it works but you have to go through a lot of settings and then once you suppress the sounds in discord uh it thinks that it's still a sound so it's like it's like kind of fighting its own little algorithm to suppress mm -hmm. that noise um even though you hit the buttons and tell it you know all the applesauce that you need so here's the thing if my voice is bassy right now it's because I have my microphone set to be a little bassy. So when I'm on a Zoom call, I don't sound like a little kid. Like on the phone, I sound like a little kid. So I make it sound that way. So if it sounds that way on this recording right now, that's because there's like <clears throat> the recording algorithm is made to make it sound like a voice sounds come through perfect. But audio sounds like shit. I don't, I don't know what it is. I can plug directly into the mixer right here and send that to an external sound card. And it'll do all the things that it needs to do. Puts it in Discord. And it just sounds terrible. So no, I will not be doing it on Discord. But in the future, yeah, if we want to merge this together and I could do it over like a streaming software and then we can just merge some recordings together if we wanted. Well, uh, there you have it to our audience. We about to get fucking professional with this shit. We're going to do live stream and live music pretty <laughs> pretty soon. Pretty soon we're well. going to do the Ruckus live tour. That's, that's what so I'm waiting for. I, I got an idea and I'll just run it by you. There's a lot of artists everywhere and they want to get involved in something where they can do a live show right now so i think it'd be intuitive because there's a lot of people just looking to do a show looking for a little spotlight because you know covid not a ton of people are you know going to shows still so a good thought there is a lot of artists that they want to showcase me i just want to be silly <laughs> a silly little segment and then boom oh, transition yeah. to another topic but um yeah i mean it's it'd be cool to to have somebody come and do like a two three minute gig maybe a 10 minute gig and then boom get back to the topics and invite them in talk if they want oh, so yeah let that show cool. rock oh we're gonna we're we're definitely listen man i think i think uh we're we're at the point of transition now, we, me, Kelvin, Big, we've talked a little bit about this, about you know, where we can go with this and what we can really do to like, you know, I think, I think really looking at it, um, like I always say, when people listen to, finally get to listening to what it is that we're talking about, like the fluidity which we work with, people enjoy, I think we'd be really good live, man. Even with the fuck-ups. I think, you yep. know, the yeah. jokes... Streaming, even the visuals, uh, you know, the facial expressions. We mm -hmm. got to get Kelvin a new flag. He's he's no longer nah. allowed to wave it. Not happening. <laughs> Kelvin can't wave. No, I like what Alex, you're doing, what the... though. You got lighting. This guy, guys, he's got some lighting going on. Not, not too much light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, what you, that's how you start. You got to learn. Well, anyway, to our listeners, we will not bore you any longer with the bullshit. Actually, no, you, if, you're, if you're still listening to the ruckus, it's because you love the bullshit. Uh, you caught a, yeah, you caught a little bit of, the, of, the, of what's in the works with the ruckus. Hopefully, within the next few weeks, months, we'll be able to bring you some live video footage of our faces, except for Kraken. He's, he's going to have to keep his face covered as long as Alex don't snitch on him. Um, nah, we're just we're just gonna <laughs> pixelate his face. We'll pixelate that shit. <laughs> we'll pixelate and then screenshot the video. 
Yeah. <laughs> you can't uh, get the gonna, data, bitch. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we're going we're gonna to take care of that. And then we're going to introduce a few uh, interviews that are coming up. We're, we're setting those up. Our female uh, co-host participant, uh, oh, you know, yeah, we, we, you know, we're coming through with, uh, with Evie again, and uh, hopefully, you know, that'll happen soon rather than later. We're gonna have some guests come through um, because we, the scheduling is a bitch sometimes. <laughs> but yeah. uh, we we got some heat for y'all for real. We got some heat. So anyway, man, check us out on all the social media platforms. You got us on Spotify, Facebook, Instagram. We got a Twitter that we're not really on, but we're going to get on that. We're going to figure out how to get you guys. We're about to jump on that Twitter. Um, You know, hit the like, subscribe, share with your friends. If you don't, if you really don't like your friends and you want to ruin their day, give them the Ruckus podcast. Let us fuck. Yeah. Let us fuck up their opinion. And we will catch you on the next tip. Peace out to everyone. Thank you. El más berraco. I know what you're thinking. Where can I find more? For full episodes of the Bruckus Podcast, you can check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and your other digital streaming services. The Ruckus, it's organized chaos. Don't worry, we're working on getting Mike a better mind. <laughs> get it, Mike? And uh, don't worry about it. You'll, you'll, you'll get it eventually.